Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Project Veritas just put out the video we were talking about a little bit yesterday that when they went to confront this Pfizer director asking about comments he made discussing mutating the COVID virus profit, the man became irate, loses it totally, starts accusing Veritas of doing illegal things, then physically attacks the Veritas crew, stealing the the iPad and like falling to the ground. Chaos ensues. The store owner locks James O'Keefe in the building. This guy's screaming, calling the police. Apparently, after James O'Keefe leaves, the dude is waving his arms in front of vehicles and cars, screaming, yelling, calling the cops. Yeah, this is crazy. This is this is a crazy story. The guy goes out and says, I'm not really, I don't really work there. I'm, I'm a consultant and I was just lying to impress somebody. But the way he freaks out and loses his mind says something. Because, you know, maybe he's telling the truth. Maybe he was lying. Maybe he was just trying to impress a date. That's fine. James O'Keefe didn't come out and say they're definitively doing gain-of-function research. He said, a director at Pfizer said these things. Why? Tell us about it. And the dude goes off. Now, that story, I really want to talk about it because I think, I think it matters what these big pharma companies are doing. But, yo, we got such crazy news today. Atlanta, Antifa's going nuts, so the government is activating a 1,000 National Guard. Wow, who'd have thought? Autonomous Zone has grown out of control and there's... I don't know, terrorism happening. They're charging these people with terrorism. So it's not even riots anymore. We're at that level. Then we got this. The the FDA has come out and YouTube, keep your pants on. The FDA, we have the story. We have the fact check. NewsGuard certified is warning about a connection between strokes and taking the flu shot and the COVID shot. If you get them within a certain amount of time, it increases your risk of stroke. That's actually being reported right now. Then the U.S. is sending tanks. The German foreign minister says we are at war with Russia. And it's just like, wow, a lot of this news happening like within the past hour. It's one heck of a Thursday, my friends. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to support our work directly. As a member of TimCast.com, you are supporting not only our work doing shows like this, but our cultural endeavors, and you will get access to exclusive members-only shows, uncensored. We will have one of those shows for you tonight at about 11 p.m., so if you want to check it out, it is, uh, it's always good fun, not so family-friendly. And of course, I mentioned it a million times, we got this cafe that we're building, and we have, we have a plan for tons of physical location activities to bring people together to share ideas so that we can actually have a bigger impact on the culture. You'll also notice over at TimCast.com, there is a link up top, a banner ad that says TimCast IRL with Luke Rudkowski, Alex Jones, Alex Stein, Blair White, Michael Mouse, Austin, Texas, April 14th, live at the Vulcan Theater. If you want to watch TimCast IRL, the show, as we normally do it on a Friday, but live in the audience with drinks, and I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to get a bunch of burgers to give out to everybody. I'm hoping we can get a few hundred burgers so that when you enter, I don't, I don't know if they'll let us do it, but I'm trying to, because uh, I've got a plan for this. I know this dude who makes a bunch of burgers down in Austin. It'd be really cool that you get a free burger or two with your, with your seat or whatever if you really want it. So I'm really excited for this event. Check that out. But don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and so much more is... Joe Kent. 
Hey, Tim, thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Back. Well, yeah, welcome yeah. back. Uh, who are you? What are you doing? So I uh, spent about 20 plus years uh, in the military. I was a Green Beret, uh, retired from that, and then uh, kind of got into politics. I ran last cycle in 2022, won my primary, won the Republican nomination, and then came up a little bit short in the general. And that was so much fun, I decided that I'm going to do it all over again. So we just, didn't, just announced uh, about two weeks ago that we're back in the fight for 24 for Washington. Wow. Free. So, I mean, you're, you're getting started early. Is that, that's we early, are. right? That's early. We started early last time. I mean, look, unfortunately, these things take a lot of money, and so you need time to, uh, to build up that war chest, especially if you're taking out an incumbent. And then also, we just wanted to keep the momentum going because a lot of people are unhappy with the, uh, the results. And I, I'm gonna, I don't answer this, but I, I really i am curious what would happen to your district if Eastern Oregon actually ends up seceding. Like, do you have to move to Idaho? But <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. So thanks for hanging out. We also got Phil Labonte hanging out. Hello, everybody. I am Phil. Phil Labonte, Phil from uh, All That Remains, Phil That Remains on Twitter. Uh, yeah, happy to be here. We're in a collared shirt today trying to look You know, the thing is, I know a lot of people watch this and like Tim's, Tim's let me come in. I want to do, do the band proud. You know, I don't want to <laughs> embarrass my bandmates. So Right on. Hannah Claire Brimlow's hanging out. Yeah, I'm here. I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. For some reason, they switch seats. I don't know, whatever. Uh, I just want everyone to notice what's not behind Phil right now. <laughs> I don't have control over these things. We took Believe the Biden that. down. The, the creepy Biden, Biden was scaring children. He's creepy. <laughs> he's, That's he's, a creepy painting. You, you see the painting? Yeah. yeah so we were like, we should, yeah. we should, we should get rid of that. It was the right move. It was definitely not just right American move. flag. It makes us feel good. You know? Perfect. Now he's Perfect. just kind of lurking below the table. Though. I'm, not, I'm not sure if that's any better. Don't <laughs> uh, give away our right secrets, Joe. Fell. Come on. Get over there and get him. Come here, Joe. We just want no. He's always with us. That's the thing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we got Serge pressing the buttons. Yo, what's up, guys? Asterge.com. Let's do this. Right on. All right, let's jump into this first story. Check out this tweet. We got this tweet from Benny Johnson. He posted the video from Project Veritas. I suppose I could have just pulled it up from Veritas, but Benny Johnson had a really great hashtag attached to it. <laughs> so lied funny. suddenly, so and funny. we all thought that was pretty good, so shout out to Benny. And uh, this is the video. I'll play just a little bit. It's 10 minutes long. I'm not going to play the whole thing for you, but we'll play a little bit of this so you can <laughs> see what happens. Hey there. Is this seat taken? You work for Pfizer. My question for you is, why does Pfizer want to hide from the public the fact that they're mutating the COVID viruses. Is this real life? I'm literally a liar. What, I was trying to impress a person on a date What's your by question? lying. And this please, is please, absurd. Please don't touch me. Well, this is not, by the way, why don't, are you doing don't this? tell anybody. This is who's just working at a company to literally help the public. You f You really did. Please read the cops. As soon as possible, I'm Can you please unlock your door? No, no, don't let them leave. Please unlock Don't let them leave. Please Please unlock the door. Then look at he attacks James. Look at this. Please unlock. Please unlock the door. This is crazy. Please unlock the door. Unlock the door. He says you can't just record people like that. Actually, you can. We're trying to get unlock the door. Unlock the door. This is the best video in ages. Yeah, this video is crazy. That was the highlight reel, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday. So for those that don't know the context. James O'Keefe's Project Veritas was undercover filming a guy who's listed as the direct, a Pfizer director of a strategic research or something like that. And he's saying that they're exploring mutating COVID to sort of preempt it so they can make more vaccines, make more money off the vaccines. He says, don't tell anybody. They even have a clip in this where he's like, you're not recording me, are you? Why you keep talking about this? You shouldn't, you don't, be, don't be recording me or whatever. So that's the context here. Now, I think James has been particularly forthcoming in breaking down what this story is. You'll notice the first thing that James shows in it is the guy saying, I am a liar. I was trying to impress someone on a date. 
not true. He says, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. He says, I'm just a consultant. Veritas put that right in the first 15 seconds. They want you to understand that. Of course, what you're going to hear from the fact checkers, and I'll pull this up, is they're trying to make it seem like Veritas came out and asserted that Pfizer was doing this. Right. No, no, no. What Veritas came out and said was, hey, we got this guy on camera who was listed as a director at Pfizer saying they're, they're looking into doing this. Can we get some answers as to what, why he's talking about that? Hey, m- maybe. Maybe he is just trying to impress some guy in a date. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I talked about it the other day. I think that happens. People are, you know, they're, hey, oh, yeah. let me tell you about the corporate malfeasance I'm involved in. Yeah. For some reason, they think it'll attract a mate. The thirst, that's why. <laughs> it's the thirst. But yo, um, man, like, we got a bunch of crazy news, but when I actually saw the video of the dude physically attacking the, the Veritas crew, and then take a look at this. At the end, James leaves. Let me, let me play the, like, the last minute. Come on. Check this out. Come on, guys. Where's the where's the car? Where's the vehicle? Keep walking. Come on. This let me, is let me, insane. So he's he leaving. Went. But let me also I also want to point out they locked the Veritas crew in the restaurant. This is the weird thing. James walks in all calmly, walks up to this this guy, and he's like, "Can you can you answer why you said these things?" The dude goes to the the store owner. Store owner takes his side immediately, and James is like this calm dude wearing a suit, being like, "I'm just a journalist asking questions." Here's where it gets crazy. She says, "You need to leave," and he goes, "Okay, we're leaving." Then this guy. Uh, Walker says, no, no, don't let them leave. Like don't that. leave. And James is like, ma'am, he doesn't want us to leave. Should, should we, is it okay if we stay and ask him a few questions? Then the lady apparently, or someone at the restaurant goes and locks them in. And James is like, can you please unlock the door and let me leave? It's the craziest story. And then, so here's where we're at. Now James is leaving. Check this out. Witness one of the most remarkable interactions ever. Do we have the iPad? So we're getting into the vehicle now. Where's our car? So it says Walker desperately tried to stop a car he believed was crewed by Veritas. And that car is like, what is going on? <laughs> but but this by this point, James and production had already left the restaurant. Stand right there. No. Stop. Yo, that's so crazy. He's charging the guy, charging, charging, charging. You can't make an arrest at this point if you don't have the, the victim right here. Okay. If he was here, you'd arrest that guy? If James O'Keefe was still there, they would have arrested Walker. Here's what I got to say about this and what we should what we should talk about. The ending there, I think, is the most revealing that he tried to stop a random car jumping up and down in the street. Yeah. What must be going through this guy's mind that he would have such. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's the unhinged reaction like? Yo, dude, lost it. I'm kind of wondering, you know, he works, he's saying, like, I'm, I'm lying, I swear I'm lying, and I'm wondering if he, he spilled the beans in a situation where uh, you spill the beans like this, you could sink a multi-billion dollar company. You're going to cause a lot of problems. His reaction's only making it worse. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, what's in his contract that they can bring against him now? Like, what penalties is he oh, from Pfizer? I can't imagine. NDA violation, easy. Yeah, yeah. at least. I imagine that that you know being in that situation could end his career. I mean, who's going to want to hire the guy? After well, that? I mean to be honest, 
if he if his reaction to James O'Keefe was like, look, man, they're really doing it, and I don't know what I'm supposed to do, and it freaks me out. That's why I was talking about it. He and got a J- job with James O'Keefe. He got a job with James O'Keefe. <laughs> he could have been one of those whistleblowers yeah, that gets yeah. one of those GoFundMe's. Instead, he loses his mind, attacks them. Yeah. Now nobody, now no, now nobody was anywhere. But I don't know. What do you think? Is this just a guy who was lying because he wanted some dude to like him? I think the big thing is we just need the government and Pfizer to just be honest with us. I mean, I feel like this whole I feel like this whole interaction was kind of like a microcosm of COVID since 2020. Like if somebody said something and then someone else, James O'Keefe, came and said, "Hey, can I get some more information on that?" And then the the regime and they lock him inside and they freak out. They say, "You can't ask that question. You're you're the liar. The gaslighting starts. You're the one that's in the in the wrong." Then we all get locked inside together. I mean, this has been the reaction since COVID started. Anytime a reasonable person and says, hey, can we get a little bit more information on this? This is this is interesting that there was the Wuhan Institute of Virology right there. Do you think maybe it came from that lab? <laughs> Boom, you're nuked automatically. <laughs> you know, you say, hey, I don't want to, you know, have to take this vaccine. I don't want to have to lock my community down. And then boom, they are all over you, just like this. The exact same reaction that gentleman had. The stuff with Wuhan, I that's the this the thing that really bothers me the most is that is the most obvious assumption that people are going to make now i don't know if it's true or not right whether it came from the the lab or not personally it seems likely to me but at the same time it also seems the most obvious thing that people are going to assume right you know so to to nuke people's you know twitter pages or or social media accounts or whatever for saying something that is for an uninformed person a person that's ignorant about how viruses work and stuff, making that kind of conclusion and saying, oh, well, that that seems it to me. And then just being like, well, you lose all of your mm-hmm. your social social media privileges just because you thought of something that this, seemed like an obvious idea. You but know? The, yeah. the, the lab leak theory stuff was weird. Early on during the pandemic, we, we talked about it. I talked about it. There was no issue on YouTube. Then all of a sudden for like a few months, there was. If you claimed it was a lab leak, all of a sudden it was like, now you're getting banned. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it was gone again. And then Jon Stewart came out and he said... Come on, guys. <laughs> right. Like, you think the bat coronavirus emerged from a wet market across the street from the Wuhan <laughs> Coronavirus Research Center. Yeah. Come on. And then Colbert actually argued with him. And I'm like, at that point, everyone's kind of leaning in that direction. And I think it's fair to say it's there's there, there's no direct uh, proof. I, I think it's fair to say common sense or a reasonable assumption is, yo, come on. Yeah. yeah. But do we have like, I'll put it this way. What we do have is early on in the pandemic, there were researchers at the University of Beijing who put out a report or some research paper saying that people had been bitten by bats and peed on by bats. We, I would like some sworn testimony on that. But hey, look, you're dealing with communist China. Good luck getting it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it is a reasonable assumption that it's the case. But uh, you know what? I, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I defer to uh, directors at Pfizer. <laughs> right. Let's who, hear what they who, have to say. Who, who work on these things <laughs> and tell their dates that it most likely came from a lab because yeah. they were doing gain of function research. Yeah. I like that at one point he goes, like all men, I lied. <laughs> it's like, man, you're throwing everyone with you. Sounds like a feminist. That's why. I, 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 excuse that, me. Look, the bigger the story, the bigger the lie. Yeah. yeah. For him to come out, I lied, I lied. It's like, okay, now I don't think you did. Right. You know, if, if, if he came out, like he, there's so many things he could have done. He could have come out and been, and started just, he could have told James, I've been working with the CEO directly. And then just started hammering out the lies, mm-hmm. had totally discredited himself. Instead, he goes the route of 
physically attacking, screaming, jumping in front of cars, yelling, I'm a liar. I'm a liar. Please believe me. It's like really bad. Well, if, bro, if, if you're yeah. a liar, I'm not going to believe you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to. So I, I'll tell you what I think. I don't think he was lying to impress a date. I think he was trying to impress a date. Mm-hmm. He's telling the truth to impress a date. There's, there's a part of this video. I think it's this video where right here. Check this out. Check this out. Look at this. This part right here. Let me play this part. I not want the public to know that you guys are doing directed evolution. I don't know, it's freaking me out. I mean, these like flashbacks to that like same organization of like those conservative people who like randomly go into organizations and then like befriend people who work in these organizations and then report them, which oh, happened yeah. to people at Pfizer. So it like, it freaks me out when people start asking a lot of questions about work. It's so scary. Why would we back on this company? Because I'm, I just want to know the answer. <laughs> and he was oh man yep that's so crazy what's going on here that's crazy dude that's hilarious yeah. you know what this reminds me of why Those are we back on this topic <laughs> yeah i like because i want to know the answer walks in like so, chris hansen yeah mm-hmm. so he yep. thought it but then he still wanted to continue impressing his date yeah, and so yeah. the next day when james o'keefe comes in he's just like oh man yeah well, yeah, well we man. talked about this before you're saying like at what point do they start being suspicious right that like if you keep asking specifically about this job that you're not supposed to talk about right. at what point are they like Maybe this something's going on, but I guess this is, this this person is so I don't know unhinged. Maybe a little bit emotionally. This is loose. why this is why I think you're telling the truth. He actually gets to the point where he expresses, "Why are you asking me this? It kind of makes me feel like I'm being recorded." Yeah, like he's starting to realize, "Hey, wait a minute, what I'm saying could be a problem." Second, yeah. I, or I think third or he fifth was, date in though. Third date, I think he said third date third in the video. Oh, man, mm-hmm. I mean, I gotta say, I I, I do feel bad. Because these people are on dates, they're laughing, they're enjoying themselves. This guy goes on some dating app, meets some guy he really likes, and then, you know, he's like, they're out for pizza. They got this nice pizza there. Could you imagine, like, sitting down, you're chilling, not trying to think about work. The dude you're actually with is about to destroy your life. Yeah. And he's secretly recording you. I do feel bad for him. It is also, at the same time, hilarious. I can't help it. Like, <laughs> well, no, his reaction going crazy yeah. is is hilarious. But I'm just like, man, I think his brain broke when he realized. Yeah, yeah he's totally panicking. Yeah. Look, when you get a Twitter employee being like, yeah, we ban people, then the information gets released by Veritas. It's like, well, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Your liberal friends are going to be like, good for you. Screw yeah. those Nazis. Yep. But what happens if you come out and you're like, all of those evil things we've been accused of that you don't believe are happening, I admit it to people in private and now everybody knows I said it and yeah. that I, yeah. you know, either I'm lying or we're doing it. So now, now what are you going to do? Yeah, he knows he's basically going to validate the argument of the the other side that they've already said is completely and totally evil. So where does that leave him? I think that's probably why he's in such I, a panic. I, I, I bet the media comes out now and says... Un- mentally unhinged man yeah. confronted by Veritas story completely discredited. You think right. they're going to throw him under the bus? Oh, yeah. Someone's uh, going to be I like, wonder. he has a history of this, that, and the other, yeah, yeah. which like is almost more disgusting because the, if that's true, if he has whatever issues, yeah. like they're going to use it for their protection. Yep. Check out this story from Newsweek. Fact check. Does Project Veritas video show Pfizer is mutating COVID? Hold on there a little minute, Newsweek. Why are you fact checking a claim that's not been made? This is the interesting about how the media manipulates public perception. Project Veritas released a story that says Pfizer director says thing. 
They did not say thing was happening. They said, hey, look, we filmed a guy who said they're exploring mutating COVID, that he thinks the, the virus came from the lab, et cetera, or, or intimated that it did. So the media does is, does Project Veritas video show Pfizer is mutating COVID? But no one made that claim. Right. Now they can come out and say, false. It doesn't. Yep. Here's the crazy thing about it, though. We'll jump straight, uh, straight down to the bottom. Actually, it leans slightly towards true. It says unverified. So it's not misleading. It's not false. And it's not satire. It's just unverified, which puts their needle leaning towards true. Okay, that's kind of crazy because James did not say that, they, that Pfizer as a company was doing this thing. Now, a, a bunch of people are complaining about the fact check because the fact check does just needlessly disparage Project Veritas and falsely frame the question at hand. But when even Newsweek, and Newsweek isn't the worst, but when even they try to falsely frame this and still end up with, well, I can't say it's not true. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of interesting where we're at these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And they're just trying to throw so much like white noise, I think, at it to avoid the obvious question. I mean, everything that guy says is very compelling, especially when you verify his CV. Like this guy actually is working on these things. And the obvious question is, what is he talking about? But then they have to throw this, well, you know, did, it, did, he, did they really say they were doing gain of function and just debunked and that? Yeah, I guess. So the crazy thing is, the media is not even, they're completely ignoring it. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't say it's crazy. In the context of Newsweek trying to do a fact check, yep. it's crazy that, ever, that this is completely being ignored when the video, I think it got in like eight hours, 10 million views. Probably more because I shared it. Other people rehosted it, things like that. But, I, but I'm pretty sure 10 million views on this video in a day. It's wild. I mean, I I think that the, I think the consensus here is probably that he was not actually lying; that he is telling the truth. Because even if you're even if you were thinking I'm going to tell this person stories that are not true to impress them, why would you tell them the stuff that the people you just said you are afraid are coming to find <laughs> right. you? Why would you tell them yeah. the stuff that they're That's looking exactly. to hear? That's why I was saying, like, when he's in the video being like, you're not one of those secret conservatives recording me, right? It's like, he's starting, he's starting to think, wait a minute, did I just spill the beans on this one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but ultimately, I guess here's my question. We'll make it political. Like, what do we do about it? So yeah. let's let, th- this guy said this thing, okay? He did. It's a fact. He said it. James O'Keefe has done his due diligence and shown this guy is listed as having this job. Yeah. So uh, what do we get? Like, other, other, should the Republicans subpoena this guy? They're, they're, I would- I would think so. Yeah, they're doing the uh, the COVID investigation. Mm-hmm. They're launching that. What do we get out of it? Do you think anything will come of it? Well, hopefully, we get some sunlight and we get to actually see once and for all. Maybe not everything we want to see, but we get some very basic questions asked. I mean, I, I think this just goes into the file of all the other evidence we have. I mean, everything that's happening right now in the medical community died suddenly. All that the questions that people have, I would add this to that long list and that this guy should be subpoenaed. You know, he should yeah. be, he should yeah. be questioned or the folks that work for him, his supervisor. I mean, this just gives yeah, us definitely. a, really, I was a gonna good say, starting point. I think it's interesting that he is so comfortable with this information that, you know, first, second, third date, he's talking about yes. it, right? Like that's unusual. Everyone has a first date anecdote that they, you know, bring out to like yeah. show your personality or whatever. And this is his. Right. So that means that he's in an environment where they're openly talking about this comfortably, right? Yeah. Like, this can't be the only person and he can't have only told a Project Veritas person about this. Like who right. else? And that means that this is something that they, because what, what struck me about the first video is him saying like, oh yeah, it's be bad for America, but it's good for us. And then in this video, he's like talking about himself. How could he ever trust anything? Like it, yeah. it's 
only self-centered motivation. Yeah. Do you think the Republican Congress is actually going to do legitimate investigations into all of these issues? I mean, it's not just the pandemic stuff. Right. You got the Hunter Biden stuff. We, we, we talked about this before they, before they narrowly won, that we're not entirely confident. I mean, we as in the people on the show. Yeah. That... Uh, Kevin McCarthy is actually going to give us real investigations. So far, so good. I mean, I, uh, I I think what the direction they're heading right now, they're putting the right people on those committees. I mean, MTG is on the COVID committee. I mean, how that that's pretty awesome. We've got Jim Jordan, uh, Dan Bishop, and a couple other fighters that are on the, the Government Accountability of the Modern Day Church Committee um, going after the intelligence community, that's going after the administrative state. So we've got the right people lined up. Now, a big question is, what can they do? They can issue subpoenas. Unfortunately, since the budget got approved, all these different agencies, they have their money. So these agencies can do what they just did with Jim Jordan. He issued some subpoenas and they said, the DOJ said, we'd love to, we'd love to help. However, this stuff's all under investigation, so we can't help you. So Congress is a little bit limited in saying that, hey, if you guys don't show up and participate, we are going to withhold some of your funding. That's not going to be available till next year. But I, I think right now, the direction things are heading, I think we will start getting some some answers at least. My biggest fear is uh, is not about answers is it's that we'll get some kind of answers, but there will be nothing that's done. Like we could find out terrible things that Pfizer's doing awful things, but because the executive branch is is Democrat yeah. and it's Joe Biden, I don't I don't see him actually well, making a move. But this is what this is exactly why I asked it. James O'Keefe does this sting operation, gets a pretty damning quote from someone high up at Pfizer, be it a consultant or otherwise. Maybe he's lying. Sure, this warrants, in my opinion, investigation. Absolutely. But it's not even about the executive branch. It's like. So we have this this panel, of course, of people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Are they going to issue the subpoenas? Are they actually going to get documents? Are they actually going to make people come in and testify even beyond the executive branch? But I think your point's better, that we can maybe assume Marjorie Taylor Greene's definitely going to do something. Yeah. But we, then what? The DOJ does nothing. Yeah, the only thing right. Congress has the, is the sergeant at arms. Other yeah. than that, it's like they can't, they can't do anything to, to make anything happen unless the executive... Unless you were evil like Schiff. Yeah. Well... I mean, even to be fair, he didn't even get to. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Another good thing is that we got Schiff kicked off the Intel Committee. Schiff mm -hmm. and Swalwell. So that dude that's, is that's pretty epic. evil, man. Yeah, absolutely. And he I, should be held accountable. I mean, he he released private phone records yep. of a sitting member of Congress, Devin Nunes. Yeah. And he released the private phone records of a U.S., a private U.S. citizen. Yeah. John Solomon and a journalist. Yep. He he said in February of 2018 that they had evidence Trump colluded with Russia, but yeah. it just wasn't publicly available. This guy was lying yeah. the whole time. That's scary. That's like one of the, the number one ways you can abuse your security clearance. I mean, I had a security clearance the entire time I was in the military. I worked in the CIA for a little bit. For, but for him to lie and say, I have this access to classified information, it's really bad. I can't tell you what it is. You just have to trust me. We need to start ruining people's lives like that. Anybody else would be absolutely annihilated out of the intelligence community. Can you can you talk about your time at the CIA? Sure. Like limits? Like, like yeah. can you, what, what, what did you do? Yeah, I was a paramilitary operations officer. So, so case officer who is has a special operations background 
one who goes and does paramilitary type of stuff. He's a so. CIA guy that gets into gunfights. <laughs> there there, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So the, the core mission of the CIA is to go out and to recruit human sources. A lot of places that we need to do that are very dangerous places. And so they'll hire guys out of special operations. But So you work directly with the CIA. You weren't like a contract or anything. No, yeah, I was a full, I was a full on GS employee. What's what, what's your general opinion, considering what we've seen with the DOJ, with the intelligence community, with a lot of corruption? What's your what's your assessment? Oh, it's rotten to the core. I mean, the CIA, the FBI, DOJ, like the problem is we've had these bureaucrats that have been running things at the mid to senior levels. The Pentagon's the same way. I spent 20 years in the military. Your average person who enlists in the military or becomes an officer in the military, they, you know, they want it. They're just, you know, like I was, they want to go serve their country. Same thing in the intelligence community. However, there is this administrative class that endures every single administration that we really never saw rear its ugly head in, in all of our lifetimes, obviously Kennedy and all that, but really until Trump came in. So I came in in, in 98 under Clinton, served all the way through. And like when Obama was elected, most of us, I was a Green Bray at the time, you know, we, we lean a little bit right. Not all of us, but we weren't happy that Obama won, but we took an oath to support and defend the Constitution. Obama was the boss. None of us questioned it. You know, fast forward eight years when Trump gets elected and that's not who the administrative state, the mid, the, the managerial class, that's not who they want. And it was a night and day difference. Like they basically said that they were not going to uh, adhere to Trump's orders. Wow. And they follow that, through with that? Like how did they implement that? Uh, they implemented that mostly by just slow roll. I mean, especially this is basically the long story of how I got into politics. My mm -hmm. late wife was also in the military. She was killed fighting ISIS in Syria one month after Trump gave the order to pull our troops out because Trump ran on, hey, I'm going to end these endless wars. We need to go fight and destroy ISIS. But once we destroy ISIS, we're not staying in Syria. There was a huge concerted effort. There still is within the administrative state, the DOD, to keep us in Syria and do like another great regime change war because those always work out so well. Mm -hmm. And Trump wasn't having any of it. He gave the order to pull the troops out. Mattis resigns. Brett McGurk over at state right. resigns. And Trump's orders, the commander in chief, the people that the American people chose, his orders were completely and totally disregarded. And a month later, my wife was killed over there. So that's and so I've seen that time and time again. And with Trump, it went everywhere from like the benign slow roll, public resignation, all the way to everything we've seen with Russiagate, the tools of the intelligence community being used against a candidate in a political campaign at the time, all the way to while the guys in government. You know, I mean, I could go on for <laughs> I could go on for hours about about all that. But yeah, I mean, I think the Trump administration just really because they weren't expecting him to come in and they weren't expecting him to push back so hard mm -hmm. we really got a snapshot of what's going on below the surface there that's something that i think is is one of the most valuable things about the trump presidency um as much as there are people out there that are going to go ahead and and say that trump was you know a, a foreign agent or in bed with foreign agents right. and stuff it really did show that the bureaucracy really is the yes. whole, it's the uniparty one there's one agenda that the government has and the whether it be a republican or a democrat yeah. the differences are are marginal you know you're talking about yeah. a two or three degree shift in, in policy mostly cosmetic yeah and then you yeah. get someone in like trump that regardless of what you think of him it seems like the guy really wanted to do the things that he said and everybody was flipping out because when does a politician try to do the things that they said they're going to do like that yeah. hasn't happened in decades or whatever yeah. so i think that it was a really good thing that that, that at the very least Trump being in office and seeing that the bureaucracy, the, the entrenched bureaucracy or the deep state, yeah. whatever you want to call it, they literally are, are running the show and will do everything they can to throw a, a, a monkey wrench in even the president's. So uh, yeah. what do you say to people 
who will just say, you're, you're a fed. Why should I trust you? Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I understand. I get that actually quite a bit. Um, but here's, 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 here's the thing. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I tell people my background was my job in the CIA is, you know, counterterrorism. But if we're going to take down the administrative state, we need people from the inside who understands exactly how the sausage is made, where the, where the secrets are kept and those types of things. Because I think a lot of times we get when Congress calls these intelligence officials, Department of Defense folks to the carpet and says, hey, explain things to us. They say, well, I can't. It's classified. That's sources and methods. And if you have people that have worked in that space before, you can really start pushing back. I'll say, I'll say two things. The first is, to that point about needing people from the inside to come out and, and, and explain what's going on, I mean, this is what Project Veritas does. Yeah. They get whistleblowers yeah. often. Yeah. Sometimes it's a sting. Sometimes it's a whistleblower. Right. So how many people work for Project Veritas, at Veritas right now who are literally the people at big tech working on the censorship who said, this is bad, I can't do this, yeah. and then went to Veritas and said, let's change it. Not too, not too uh, dissimilar, you working for the CIA, coming out saying, hey, this is bad, we need to change it. Yeah. However, I will also add the old saying, once CIA, always CIA. <laughs> yeah. right? So, so sure. I think this is why a lot of people are, well, this, the, in, in the chat, they're all like, FedCast, He's CIA. A fed. <laughs> but I feel the like, spook it, is here. I feel like it must be different. You're describing like being Green Beret, taking this oath office, like you say, like, oh yeah, I didn't want Obama in, but like I took an oath. Whereas like you have this other class that like feels like when they lose, they get to manipulate the system. Right. You know what I mean? Like I could see, maybe you are a fed, but at the same time, <laughs> you know, I could see that there is a division even within that. And to me, that speaks to a lot of the dissatisfaction with military, like the, uh, the lack of military recruiting that we have right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, if you guys can't turn around and say the next guy coming up, Hey, like, there are some challenges, but it was worth it. Yeah. Then how are we going to keep that system rolling? And maybe we shouldn't. I don't know how we're going to keep our country. I mean, that's a big thing. Like when we can't recruit for the military, like I'm against the, all the escalations and all that, but we need to have a military. If people aren't willing, I mean, that's a huge issue. If people aren't willing to join the military. You know, the, the weirdest thing to me is this, um, this can, it's, it's like a, it's like a demand for conspiracy. It's a demand. Ron DeSantis starts giving people everything they want. He opposes critical race theory. Yep. He opposes the gender ideology. Right. He opens up the country. He starts implementing these policies. Then we start hearing from just some people. They're like, it's too good to be true. He's, he's deep yeah, state. Yeah, it's, yeah. He's got bad people around him. And I'm just like, if you can't vote for exactly what you want, you've lost already. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's yeah. like the best thing you can do is support what is good and what you need and want and hope for the, the best. But like politicians lie. I mean, what can you expect? The thing that yeah. sucks is, mo is like most people feel the same way. And so that's why you have the, the you know, the, the, Uniparty, you get Democrats and Republicans, yeah. and, and people are like, "Well, I don't really like the Democrats, but I really hate the Republicans, yeah. so I'm going to vote for the Democrats." And then you have people that are like, "Well, I really hate the Democrats, I don't like the Republicans much, but I'm going to vote for the Republicans." No one gets a perfect candidate, and I think that a lot of the problem is people look at our government as if it's a, as if it should be a top-down government, and they stop, they don't realize or don't think about the fact that the people that are going to have the most effect on their daily lives are their local politicians, oh, their Congress people. If you yeah. write your Congressperson, you may get a response. If you write your senator, you ain't getting a response. If yeah. you write the president, you ain't getting a response. But you go to your city council, you start going to yep. school board. I've been going to a lot of school board meetings in, the, in this process. I've had to be a, a candidate, and I mean that's school board meetings and engaging with your sheriff. I mean that yeah. right there. That's the stuff that actually affects people's everyday lives. Absolutely. A little bit different. We had harsh COVID lockdown, so we had the overstep of the federal government and, and our, our governor as well. But yeah, that's, that's definitely true. But it's true. still the local level politicians that are going to battle the federal government yeah. on your behalf, right? Yeah, like, exactly. You still need them. You need Legal them. and local. 100%. 
Let's jump to this story, which is uh, oh so spicy. <laughs> we got this one from the Daily Mail. Before I read the headline, I just want to say, do not take medical advice from podcasters. Talk to trusted medical professionals about what's right for you. Because the Daily Mail says getting Pfizer's COVID booster and flu vaccine on the same day may raise the risk of a stroke. FDA says the FDA says it. OK, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration found the preliminary link while scouring vaccine injury databases after a separate safety concern was raised about Pfizer's jab. Earlier this month, one of the country's vaccine surveillance systems flagged a possible association between the Omicron specific shot and an elevated risk of ischemic stroke among seniors over 65. FDA officials who have been investigating the link said most of the patients had also received their flu shot on the same day, which might be a factor. Millions of Americans got both shots at the same time this winter following a major public health push by the White House. In September, Dr. Ashish Jha, White House COVID response coordinator, said, quote, I believe this is why God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other for the COVID shot. Yo, wait a minute. I mean, this I don't know if this is definitively the cause of why we're hearing about more strokes, why more excess death or heart attacks. But the White House was telling people to get both. They It's quoted. And the FDA is now saying there may be a link here. So I don't know, I guess, how long do you think it'll be until they come out and definitively be like, oh, yeah, about all that. That was that was that was correct. So, like, is the FDA wrong right now to suggest this? I'll, I'll frame it that way for our friends over at YouTube. At least they put it out there. I mean, I, I do think we're in this this uh, this weird space right now where I think our ruling class has realized they got this whole COVID thing completely and totally wrong. But because of, you know, pride, them worrying about like any kind of repercussions, but then also just the whole sunken cost fallacy, like you continue to double down. It's really hard to say, you know what, we got this wrong, especially since we were so harsh on all the random people out there who said, I have questions. I don't know if I want to do that. This is funny because it's like a, it's a, it's, a, it's a casino dad joke. When yeah, you lose is. a bet, you go, well, you know what they say, when you lose a bet, just gamble twice as much because yeah. you're you're not supposed to do this. That. That's stop, how the casinos stop. are built. <laughs> That's right. And uh, this is kind of crazy for me to see this story. I mean, we got we had so many crazy stories just come out in the past couple of hours when yeah. we started this show. And what what had happened was, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, they said that they found a potential signal between, I think it was strokes. I think it was strokes. I'm not sure. There was a signal between vaccines and some negative side effect, but that they're not sure if it was actually correct. Now it looks like they're saying, the FDA is saying this, that they went in. And they started looking and said, hey, wait a minute, maybe it's because people are getting the both these shots at the same time. Yeah. That could explain a lot. I mean, I feel like the FDA wouldn't come out and even give a potentially there's maybe something there unless they had to, right? Like right. they yeah. don't well, want to cede any ter- territory on this front. It's not just that. I mean, imagine you work for the FDA and you're sitting there looking at this document that says this thing and you're thinking, I'm going to lose my job at, yeah. the, at Pfizer when I retire from the FDA, if I put this report out, but you really have no choice. Yeah. And the crazy thing is like the vaccine, if this was any other vaccine or booster, I think they would say, Hey, wait, stop. We don't know what's going on here. Let's, let's you know have a pause. Let's study it. But because they've invested so much in it right now, all we get is these like kind of willy nilly warnings because it's the sacred COVID vaccine. Well, I, I, I half, a, I half agree yeah. with uh, Johnson and Johnson. And AstraZeneca, yeah. they did put a stop on those because I think, what was it, AstraZeneca was the blood clot one? Yeah, AstraZeneca I think was. Yeah. And then Johnson & Johnson. Johnson was blood clots, but it was only the one dose, and there were other like right. comorbidities that were up Yeah, they, they, like, the U.S. doesn't have AstraZeneca, I'm pretty sure. And then, I did, you, you want to fact check this one? Yeah. I'm pretty sure the U.S., they said, hey, we're going to put a pause on the Johnson & Johnson one because of a risk of blood clotting or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And then uh, 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 WebMD, I think it is, 
and the American Heart Association have come out and said that there is, that myocarditis is a rare side effect of the mRNA vaccines. So it seems like a lot of the fears people had early on are now just basically being affirmed by powerful institutions and, and, and health organizations. That being said, I will stress, they also add they're extremely rare side effects, but they do find these links. So I want to make sure people don't, look, I know a lot of people are outright Either people are like either everyone must be vaccinated or totally anti-vax. Right. It's like it's 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 fine to be somewhere in the middle and just be like, look, talk to a doctor. COVID could be causing this. It could be a combination of things. It could be like you said, they've invested too heavily in this and they won't back down. Johnson and Johnson uh, pulled or the U.S. pulled Johnson and Johnson because of a link to blood clots in December okay. 2021, mm-hmm. and then AstraZeneca was paused in Europe by a bunch of different countries in uh, May of 2022. I think, uh, it, isn't some country stopping the vaccine, the mRNA vaccine for like people under 29? Was that Sweden or something? One of those Scandinavian countries. Well, there was a whole wave of countries that paused uh, COVID vaccines. Mm-hmm. I think it was Pfizer specifically be, uh, for young men. Because yeah. they saw yeah. the link to myocarditis and all of the heart issues. And then they kept raising it. It went from being like, oh, well, 12 to 18. And then it, I think in some countries it went all the way up to like 45. We, we, we got a problem with this. If the FDA is really putting the story out, because if they're saying that a combination of vaccines can cause problems, then we've got to have an inquiry on, have we done studies on the combination of all vaccines? I don't think I don't think you really. I think it's very difficult to do this. If the conditions were different, I don't think that there's any question about the fact that the FDA would be like, "Stop everything! Yeah. Stop! You can't put this out!" Blah blah blah, etc. I think that 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 goes without saying. The reason that they're so tentative about this is because they, for so long, yep. were pushing so hard and demonized the population and called people all the names that you could possibly imagine. Yeah, yeah. and and now they're like, oh. Uh-oh. Well, if they because they've already destroyed their credibility, right? Yeah. And they think that they're defending you from terrible conspiracy theorists, right? They're yeah, saying right. like, "Well, we can't give up this front because then the conspiracy theorists have won," and they'll they'll yeah. tell you all sorts of horrible things. It actually reminds me of conversations people have right. about um, preservatives and foods, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you eat store manufactured food or whatever all day, you're actually putting a ton of stuff into your body you don't know about. And right. I don't know anything about it really, but like it is something you wonder. I can only imagine putting lots of different types of vaccines that you can't in a consistent way test their interactions it, it's a gamble oh well i you can test their interactions it's just a question of have we well and also yeah, yeah. like you can't it would be difficult to reproduce study after study after study that it, are able to consistently test let's, them let's uh, let's talk about the the actual challenge here i mean the permutations of, com- of vaccine combination combinations is probably in the in the billions or trillions yeah. so we actually do have a challenge in this idea of, uh, of health technology, we make vaccines. Most of the vaccines that people get have been tested and tried out for decades. We seem to be doing all right. I, I've gotten a whole bunch of crazy shots when I was traveling the world. Yeah. I'm totally okay. And uh, so I know there's a lot of people who are like staunchly anti-vax. We had Candace Owens on. She, she talked about this on the uh, members only show. She gave her, uh, her opinions on this. But the question is, every time we come out with a new medication, we, we, it would be impossible to, and not, not, even, not even vaccines, but any drug, any drug. So let's say they come out with a new painkiller. They're going to have to test what happens if someone's on this painkiller and drug A, drug B, drug C, drug D, drug E, drug F. I mean, the, the combinations are going to be in, the, in, in ridiculous numbers. Now they do have like counterindications like, hey, don't take this if you're taking this. Yeah. So to, to, to the best of their abilities, they do track the stuff. But for the most part, it seems what happens is they give someone a painkiller. The person's also on a blood thinner. They then see the person have a negative reaction. They then, you know, track this and say, hey, 
over the past thousand combinations of these drugs, we saw negative reactions. Yeah. Let's so it's it's like the the the, the studies are happening in real time essentially. Mm-hmm. I think I guess what I'm trying to say is any attempt we're going to have at making drugs or medical technology is going to run into side effect problems. It is. Yeah. And and how we navigate that stuff, I don't know. I think just being honest, I mean, the, the, I think the reason why we're seeing so many people now that are outright like militant anti-vaxxers is because we've just, they've been lying to us about so many different things regarding COVID from the beginning that now it's gone the completely different direction where people are just like, I don't want any more vaccines. I don't trust anything you guys are saying. And that's pretty dangerous because I think yeah. if like a real legit lethal virus hit the U.S. shores tomorrow, there's a lot of people, yeah. probably myself included, that would be like, I don't believe you. I'm it's, not going to take that. We, we talked about this a few years ago. Ian brought up a really great point. We were all like, no lockdowns, lockdowns are wrong. And he said, what if it was an airborne Ebola? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, okay, that's an interesting point. But, but yeah. you know, ultimately the conclusion we came to was, look, if you choose to go out during a pandemic, it's your choice. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to, stay inside, lock your doors. But there is an interesting question I'd have, right? A lot of people are staunchly anti-vax, but my question legitimately, maybe I'll do a poll on this one. I don't know if I can phrase it, get enough characters to make a poll on this one. But people are, you know, people have gotten covid some people have said it's not that bad. Some people have said it was pretty bad. Some people said it was it was apocalyptically bad. For me, it was nightmarishly bad. It was the worst mm. illness I've ever gotten. I've had the flu before and I was pale and shaking. Yeah. I got COVID. I actually called a hospital. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because I it was bad. My, wow. my 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 temperature was really low. My breathing was very heavy, and I was it was pain all over. And then I ended up getting monoclonal antibodies. I've told the story a million times. My question is this for the people who are not trusting of the government. If you actually witnessed people suffering Ebola symptoms, like you walk outside into the streets and people have blood coming out of their eyes and they're hacking up black and they're going and they're falling over. And then the government came in a truck and they were like, we've got the vaccine quick. You need to get it now. Would you guys accept it? Well, think of it. Oh, no, I, I just think there's been so much trust burned mm-hmm. that you would have to see. I mean, people nowadays, not not everybody, but I think there would be a significant portion of our population who would be like, I don't care if you put it on the news. I need to see it with my own eyes. Until then, I think you guys are screwing me. Well, no, no, no. But that's what I mean. Let's say you personally yeah. saw people outside hacking up black and yeah. bleeding from their eyes and then slumping over sure. and convulsing. And then a truck pulls up and they come out and they say, Mr. Kent. We've got vaccines for you in your neighborhood. Please come. We're going to administer, administer them to you. Would you say okay to that? Yeah, I think at that point. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, that makes it, sense. It's tough, though. It, it is still a hard question. Some people would say no. I understand yeah. why they'd say no. They'd be like, dude, I don't know what's yeah. going on. I mean, in, in um, where was it? Nigeria? Where, the, where was the Ebola thing happening? Uh, Do you remember that a few uh, years ago? Yeah. It's like Ebola ago. Valley. It's like near Congo. So people were running from the doctors. Yeah. And, they, and, and the doctors are trying to stop the spread of Ebola. And the people are like, I don't trust you. And so they would flee and then actually spread more Ebola. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a tough situation. I got to yeah. be honest. Yeah. I think, that it, I think that the situation would really boil down to the, you know, the context. If you're, like, if you're looking at people that are you know, vomiting blood and stuff, the risk is probably far greater of dying from that than from a, uh, a vaccine. The reason people are, are worked up about COVID is because COVID for a lot of people was not as was not deadly if you were in good health and you didn't have, you know, uh, contributing factors and stuff. And that's right. part of why people were upset. It's like, I had to take this. These have risks. I was healthy or I am healthy. I probably wouldn't have a problem. So. You, know, you know what I kind of feel like? Uh, the, the, the highest risk demographic was the older people, mm-hmm. people with comorbidities. 
So it really does feel like politicians who are scared for themselves told everyone else they have to do it yeah. so that yeah. they would be better yeah. off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've known people, that's how like some young moms get told they need to get the flu vaccine, right? They'll say like, <clears throat> there's a. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Bad flu outbreak in our city, and you have a newborn baby. And if you don't pass down, like through breastfeeding or whatever, the antibodies for it, then yeah. your baby is at risk, and an infant at this age can't handle the flu, right? And so they get the flu vaccine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the flu vaccine. I'm just giving it as an example. Uh, when maybe they would have opted not to because they felt like they are actually protecting someone else. I think that's how the government sold it to a lot of people. If you have elderly parents, do you want to be the one that gave them COVID? Right. Or do you want to be kept away from them? Like it put people in a really difficult position. And unfortunately, COVID was not a clear cut example of who of how bad the symptoms were, right? Like yeah. if someone's vomiting up black goo and bleeding from their eyeballs, like, yeah. okay, I guess I'm in. But like, right? you know. Th oh, there's a limit. Right, but also like a really bad fever can be extremely dangerous, right? Sure. A high enough fever, you can have seizures. Yeah. So there are things mm -hmm. that look, that aesthetically don't look as bad, but they are also uh, terrible and can be devastating. The reason I bring this up before we go on to the next story is we just, did, we, just did this pro we had this Project Veritas expose of a guy who is either a consultant working at Pfizer as a director or a director at Pfizer saying that he believes the Wuhan lab leak is likely where this came from because COVID couldn't have come from somewhere else or whatever. That's his opinion. In, the, in, the, in, the, in 2020, this was the big theory. People were saying that they believed it was a bioweapon leak from a lab. Yeah. If that theory were true, then it makes more sense that the governments of the world in panic desperately tried to make a vaccine to stop a bioweapon that leaked from a lab, in which case the vaccine, it makes sense why they're like, you have to take this. Yeah. Because you think about it this way, you know, Fauci is providing this funding. The lab, the, the, the lab leak thing happens, and then he's probably going like, oh, man, oh, that thing I made is getting everywhere. We got to get a vaccine. Everybody's yeah. got to take it. That makes, that makes a lot of sense to me. And then if people are having blood clots and other weird you know, problems, it makes more sense, Occam's razor would suggest, that COVID is causing these things and not the vaccines. Because what you'd have to believe then is if you think it was the vaccines causing it, that not only was COVID a bioweapon leak from a lab, but then after it released, they went, now let's make everything a whole lot worse. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. so then it's not a lab leak. It's an intentional release and uh, a yeah. fake. Look, I'm not saying I know for sure one way or the other. I'm just saying it's it's way more fantastical to believe that. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I'm just, I just don't know, right? And, and I can only say this. There's no functional official narrative. Like uh, the average person just not trusting of the government at this yeah. point because the stories just do not work for people. So the only thing I can really say is do what, uh, be like Joe Rogan. Find a medical professional that yeah. you trust that can answer your questions. Yep. And then, you know, like I always mention, I called Joe. I always, I always have to shout Joe out because they dragged him so much for oh, this yeah. when his whole position was like, I called a doctor and asked them what to do. Because their position was going to the 7-Eleven parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> no, I mean, for real. Shot. Let's, uh, let's jump to this next story. We got this from uh, the Daily Beast. Georgia governor activates 1,000 National Guard troops amid cop city protest. I just really love how everybody is framing this. This is not a protest. 
This is domestic terrorists who have been charged with domestic terrorism, who shot a cop and put him in the hospital while trying to seize territory. These are individuals who crossed state lines with (laughs) semi-automatic weapons. They did. That's right. I mean, that's the most shocking part of it. And then when the cops, they they firebombed houses. They firebombed houses. Houses. Yeah. Under construction houses, to make sure the context is clear, they were building houses. They came in and they torched them. A guy was driving his truck. They firebombed it. He fled. They flipped his truck over. These are dangerous, violent, psychopathic terrorists. Gunfights. Gunfights with police. Yeah. And then when the police went and moved in and this guy shot a cop, put him in the hospital, severe injury, not critical, severe. They shot back, killed the guy. You get leftist media saying, oh, the police killed this yeah. guy. You get the activists coming out. Then the activists call for the assassination of cops. Now in Atlanta, they are deploying, one th- or they're activating 1,000 National Guard. Brian Kemp is declaring a 15-day state of emergency in Georgia amid the civil unrest. 1,000 National Guard troops are being activated. I guess my question is this. I got a couple questions, actually. Is this the beginning of a new summer of love? Is this stuff going to continually get worse, do you guys think? And what should be done about it? It'll keep getting worse uh, if we don't take the action that Brian Kemp and then the Atlanta police are taking right now. So as somebody from the Pacific Northwest who had their communities absolutely ravaged by Antifa, big time kudos to Georgia for not putting up with this crap and actually taking measures to prevent it from spreading. Because in 2020, we did, unfortunately, our government in Seattle and in Portland, they just let it go. And it's it's continued to this day. And here we are in 2023. So I hope they continue to really crack down on these guys, charge them with domestic terrorism charges. I agree. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of of uh, the militarization of the police and stuff. But if you have armed groups that are causing that kind of chaos and and mayhem, you're going to have a serious problem with your society. Like Atlanta is going to have a mess until those people get clean until they clean yeah. up the situation. And that if that means that you have to start throwing people in jail, you have to because they're. They're ignoring the rights of the other people in yeah. Atlanta. The problem isn't, oh, you know, it's, 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 the problem isn't that the Atlanta police are, are heavy handed or whatever. The problem is that there are actual anarchists and communists looking to start a revolution yeah. in Atlanta right now. And that's, there's no two ways about it. If you talk to them, they call themselves revolutionaries. If you talk to them, they will say that, you know, that they are looking to engage the cops. Give them the fight they want. Yeah. Joe, did you ever get an explanation? Go ahead. I was just going to ask if you ever got an explanation from like y'all's government over why they didn't do more, you know, why the inaction was, you know, status quo. No, we got basically nothing but gaslighting. I mean, they'll they'll tell us that hey, there was protesters, and you know, the, the elected officials down in Portland and Seattle would even go as far as to say as like this is just peaceful protests. All the all the cliches of you know summer of love that came from Seattle, that came from the yeah. jazz. I mean, up until they showed up in her neighborhood, then yeah. she called the cops and she wanted them the heck out of there. Yeah. But no, there's still there's been there's that still there's still no accountability. Yeah, that was hilarious. I mean, yeah. and these these guys they didn't just trash Portland and Seattle. They came into even some of the rural districts because they were emboldened because no one was stopping them. We needed the government to step in and they didn't. So good on Georgia. The communists want a revolution. Give them the fight they want. They're looking, they're literally looking to fight the government. Government, go give them the fight. Well, arrest them, lock them up and stop the fight. (laughs) Well, that's, that's what's going to happen. I mean, you're, you're basically going to stomp a mud hole in their butt. The problem is it's not, it's not stopping. 
because the government's they, not doing anything. Right. But, they, but when the cops did go to try and confront this, this is what happens when you ignore the problem. Yeah. The police went to confront a bunch of far leftists who came across state lines with weapons, with semi-automatic weapons and rifles, and they shot a cop. Yeah. The cop was in severe condition, was brought to the hospital, had to get surgery. They returned fire and self-defense, killing one of these guys if they had just arrested them. But the problem is, I think there's two things. You've got Democrats who are unwilling to confront the left wing of their own party because it empowers them. And then you've got members of the Democratic Party who agree with them. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you guys, I hope you have your whiskey ready or whatever it is you drink because civil war. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I've talked about it quite a bit. I don't know exactly what shape or whatever will happen, how it's going to happen. But we're at the point now where it's 2023 and we're hearing that not only have we graduated from Antifa sitting in the street, taking over street corners, we now have people traveling from across the country to seize parts of big portions of land, shooting at cops, firebombing the city, calling for assassinations and being charged with domestic terrorism. We are now out of the territory of Antifa through a milkshake and we are now in the territory of Antifa is coalescing, shooting at cops, firebombing buildings again. And being charged with domestic terrorism. The, the escalation is is happening. Yeah. Will it be isolated to Atlanta or is this summer going to be another summer of love? Yeah. I mean, un- unfortunately, that answer like is really up to Antifa. Yeah. I mean, because we've given them all the initiative. I, I, I hope they keep doing what they're doing in Georgia. So maybe they'll move out of the South and come back to the Pacific Northwest, unfortunately, or New York City. But until these guys are actually targeted. And the crazy thing is. The, the federal government, as opposed to chasing down every single you know grandmother who was anywhere near the Capitol on January 6th or going after parents that show up at school board meetings, maybe they should be going after the people that are killing people on our streets and burning down our entire cities. Like, use the FBI for that. We talked about this a few days ago when, they, when the Mike Pence story happened, where they find documents in his house yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, what if, what if we're dealing with a tit for tat? What yeah. if we're dealing with a fractured DOJ? Where, of course, like you're talking about the CIA, but not mm-hmm. every single person in the CIA is woke. Right. And not every right. single person in the CIA is, it agrees with you on the Constitution or is anti-woke. Right. You're going to have a mix. I've talked to people who worked in intelligence. I've get, I get emails from them. I get messages. And they say, like, listen, it's the same in here as it is out there. Yeah. There are some woke people. There are some not woke people. Most people don't care, don't want to be involved. But the woke people speak up. They get yeah. passes. Yep. So I'm wondering if the DOJ goes after Trump. Trump then is house raided. So you'll get some element of the FBI getting angry and saying, I'm sick of this. And then finally putting their foot down and saying, we're going after Joe Biden. All of a sudden, Joe Biden's lawyers are like, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, we have him. We have him here. Take him. We're, we're cooperating. We're cooperating. And then the anti-Trump, anti-Republican you know, Republican faction says, oh, yeah, you go after Biden. We're going to go after Pence. And then Pence's people are like, yep, yep. We found these documents. We found these documents. I'm wondering if, you know, the question is, why are they going after everybody? And is it possibly a tit for tat where we're seeing different factions within the executive branch just targeting their political enemies? Yeah, I I mean, that's it's a possibility. I think this could just be one big administrative state flex for them to just to say, hey, we've got dirt on all you guys. And at any point in time, we're going to find something that whole, you know, show me the man, I'll show you the crime. Mm -hmm. I I feel like a lot of that's going on right now because this is a very big power play if you're the administrative state within the course of two weeks to say, hey, Republican and Democrat, maybe you guys had ambitions for 2024. We just found some paperwork that's not straight. That's That's a good point. It may be an attempt to regain control of the system. A hard whip crack to both parties. We own you. 
Yeah. And by, I mean, Biden's been compromised six ways to Sunday by so many different entities yeah. that whoever, you know, installed him and propped him up and got him into office, whether whichever pathway you believe that that took place, Biden was definitely propped up. They've got so much dirt on this guy that it was just a matter of them deciding when, you know, it's like, oh, is it going to be the classified documents, Burisma, whatever. Yeah, but it seems like they could just tell him. It seems like yeah. they'd be like, Joe. Have, have a nice retirement. And he'd be like, okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm, he doesn't want to. I mean, yeah. he kept saying before, uh, like around Christmas, he was like, oh, well, I'll make a decision. I'll make an announcement about 2024 yeah. in January. And we're all going to think about it. And then two days later, he kept saying, people were like, oh, maybe Jill doesn't want him to run. And then two days later, it's was like, oh, no, Jill definitely wants him to run. I yeah. mean, they didn't release his annual physical. Like, they have been super cagey about him this whole time, and he has been insistent that he will run again. Yeah. So I think Joe is not as submissive as they would like him to be. Yeah, uh, but he's not in good shape. No, he's not. I mean, and th- that's the thing that he's he's been compromised. He went through all this risk to be compromised. Now he's mm-hmm. finally got what he wanted. I don't think he's going to get out of a fight, and he's got people around him that benefit from him being sure, there. So I do think there's going to be some you know behind the scenes fighting there. So no, some of love I, I mean, the, I think that. You're kind of at a point where if you're not vindicated now about the whole Civil War stuff, I don't see – I mean, I, I could be would wrong. have to I don't be – What was that? I said, I don't know. I could be wrong. I was just – Well, I, I mean, it's, it's kind of already time. going on. Well, that's that's kind of what I've been <clears throat> saying. And the point I often bring up is like, guys, I'm just reading these these news articles about national security assessments. Like my opinion on this is rooted in reading a bunch of news stories that say national security experts – well, I mean, what did you have? You like a former CIA uh, uh, analyst yeah. wrote a book saying we're entering yeah. the second phase, which brings us into civil war. And I'm like, okay, you know, maybe I guess buy chickens. You got <laughs> chickens? chickens? Yeah, we got chickens. Yeah, we got gotta have chickens. Yeah, yeah. Eggs now are so expensive. Yeah, and uh, it's become a crazy issue. But it's funny because like I'm not going to tell you why eggs are expensive. Like I'm just going to say you need to have chickens because you need to be self sufficient. But if you really want to know, a bird flu hit chickens and then they started culling chickens yeah so a lot of people i i I had someone say to me you're lying about inflation and eggs you're blaming joe biden when it was a bird flu that killed all these chickens and i'm like i never said any of that but it wasn't the bird flu that killed the chickens it was orders by the government to kill all your chickens Mm -hmm. so apparently they they were instructing people to cull their flocks because of fear of the of the flu they're trying to slow it down right we got a backyard flock they're Fairly isolated. We've got to worry yeah. about chicken diseases or anything like that. They're not going yeah. to chicken school. They're not catching yeah. other rabbits. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're locked down. Yeah, they're locked yeah. down. They're they're wrapped up. You know, but but that being said, considering everything that's going on, there was a story I, I was reading the other day about some twenty three year old woman from I think Seattle. She leaves the city, buys a farm in the middle of nowhere, and is now prepping. Hmm. And it's just like when you get a twenty three year old like TikTok influencer. <laughs> One, like urban woman yeah. who's decided this is the path for her. Yeah. It kind of says a lot because it used to be if you were a prepper, they mocked you. Right. Now it's mm-hmm. the cool thing to do to go on TikTok and be like, yeah, I'm prepping. Yeah. Yep. Nobody Got makes chickens. fun of preppers anymore. Yeah. No. Well, the preppers are the ones sitting back with the whiskey and the cigar laughing at us saying, I ain't got anything to worry about. The, tri- pre- the preppers tri- are the ones that were like, when when COVID hit off, we were just like, okay, all right, what now? Because everything, you, like, oh, I didn't have to run to the store. But that's, that's, that's just overtly true. I was at a gas station in like Arizona or something during the lockdowns and this lady, I asked her cause like the, the gas station was open, everything seemed to be fine, nobody was wearing masks and I was like, this is interesting. And then I asked her, I was like, have you guys noticed anything about like with the lockdowns? She's like, oh, we're preppers, we don't care. And I was like, really? she goes, we got three months worth, worth of toilet paper, we're not worried about toilet paper. I started laughing. And then she like looks at her husband and she's like, right, and he's like, we got everything. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. 
Like these people literally don't care what's going on. They're probably yeah. laughing all the way to the toilet paper closet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the Fortress of Solitude in New Hampshire, dude. I was fine. I didn't yeah, so, worry about can it. Can I just mention how crazy that? Like everybody knows how crazy that was. But let's just bring it up again. Those videos of people fighting over toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, Man. it was wild. Yeah, absolutely wild. I think a trip to Seattle would probably make most people want to go prep. I mean, if you're if you're prep uh-huh. skeptical, like just go to Seattle, maybe downtown Portland, and you'll you'll know why. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about uh, the end of the world. I guess. Yeah. We have this story from Newsweek. Germany says quiet part out loud about Ukraine war. You know, if you Google search Germany declares war on Russia, this is the story you get. And uh, the reason why is Germany's foreign minister said, we are at war. So it's not a formal declaration of war. She's literally, you know, I would say in the colloquial sense, she is declaring that they are at war with Russia. Yeah. This basically means NATO, basically means us. Yeah. But I love Michael Tracy tweeted, Germany declares war on Russia. Right. Posting this video of her saying it. And then he got fact-checked on Twitter saying there has been no formal declaration of war. <laughs> and he was like, no one said there was. I'm saying that she is declaring war on Russia. Yeah. So we, have, we also have this story, which goes along with it. Russia says it will consider the deployment of German Leopard 2 tanks as the use of nuclear dirty bomb if they use shells containing uranium core. All right, there we go. So Russia's going to come out and say, you started the nuclear war first. Yeah. All of yeah. this is escalation. Everything 100%. that we do to help Ukraine is escalation. Anything, anyone in the West, and all of it to Russia looks is Russia is taking it for exactly what it is, which is every Western NATO country trying to help Ukraine defeat Russia. Yeah. There is not a situation where Russia gets beaten back and 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 leaves uh, leaves Crimea and stuff like that. And that's what a lot of people are talking about. I don't. Um, I can't imagine why anyone believes that that would happen. Well, you're 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 running, yeah. right? So, uh, 2024, people have the chance to vote for you. You will be in. What's your view on how we handle a situation like this? Cut off Ukraine, yeah. no involvement. What do you think? Send weapons. We we need to move towards de-escalation. The little bit of leverage that we have right now is that we're we're bankrolling all this escalation. I mean, the German the Germans right now are getting all of the attention. But a couple of months ago, we had Dick Durbin on the floor of the, of the Congress saying that we're at war with Russia. Biden has said Putin wow. can't remain in power. He's used regime change rhetoric, the same stuff we said about Saddam and Gaddafi. So we've continued to drive the train on escalation. I would like to use the leverage that we have to get both sides to negotiate table. We also threw a huge uh, sanctions package against the Russians. So I think we're in a position right now, and our our time window for this, I think, is uh, unfortunately very short, where we could say, look, Ukraine, if you guys want any more aid for anything, you have to be actively involved in negotiations with the Russians, working towards a ceasefire, and then offer Putin sanctions relief and also make a guarantee to him that we're not going to expand NATO. Like, NATO should not be on the border of Russia. That was the containment doctrine that got us the Cold War without any kind of nuclear escalation like this. But right now, the only elected officials I hear talking about de-escalation, it's a handful of Republicans in the House and the Senate. And then the only world leader is Donald Trump that's saying that, hey, negotiations are what we need to be doing. It's crazy. It's insanity. The the, the doomsday clock gets moved 90 seconds to midnight because of the Ukraine war. Not that I think a doomsday clock means anything other than a handful of scientists are like, we're going to blow ourselves up. I just happen to agree with their opinion that this is a dangerous and incorrect direction to go. But 
look, Kevin McCarthy's wearing the Ukraine flag stuff. It's the only thing I see in this is they're not going to back down. They're, they're, we are. It's, it's a drag race headed right for the edge of a cliff. Yeah. It is hundred percent. And, and, the, and the, the crazy thing to me is that no one's, no one in our leadership has had the respect for the American people to explain to them this is why. You hear a bunch of rhetoric. You hear that you're either with us or you're a Putin sympathizer. I, I get called that occasionally. Oh, you know, but they don't say, "Hey guys, um, we're actually going to have your your elected representatives, as per the U.S. Constitution, go and argue the case." They can come back to the district and say, "Hey, this is this is why we think this is important." And if things go wrong, we could end up in a war in Eastern. In Europe, are you guys good with that? You guys, you guys want to sign on to that? But they don't I, do that. I kind of feel like uh, these people in government should should play some poker because yeah. I've been I've been playing a bunch of poker online. I played it at the, the casino for the first time, and uh, you learn the lesson about folding for those that play poker. I'm not like good or like I'm not gonna pretend to be good or anything, but like the first time I started playing, I'm like I got no idea what's going on, and yeah. then I'm like yeah I'll bet. I'm like oh that was dumb. I just lost all my money, <laughs> and eventually you learn like I made a few bets. I thought my hand was good, but now I think he's probably better. He's pushing hard. Mm. I'm going to cut my losses. Yeah. I've lost on this. I've lost money on this. I'm losing this fight. But the ultimate winning position in the end is going to be to accept that and retreat. And it feels like none of these people can accept that. That you're both raising the stakes against each other. Right. And in the end, there's no winner. Nobody's yeah. taken home any prize. No. It's going to be a, a heap of, of uh, ash and nuclear waste. Yeah. And the best bet is to be like, we lost $100 billion. You're going to lose the Donbass region. Yeah. Or you're going to lose the planet. Yeah. I mean, or just say, hey, look, this, I mean, the the, the conflict between the, the border of Russia and Ukraine has been going along, on longer than America has been a country. And so for us just to say, get to the negotiating table, what you guys work out on your own border, that is up to you. We're not going to further escalate this by pushing NATO up. But what we want is we want the bloodshed here to stop. Because right now, who's dying? It's Ukrainians are dying. They're getting thrown into the meat grinder. The Russians don't care about casualties. Like for all the, the military analysts out there who are like, oh, the, the Russians, you know, they, they can't survive sustain this they they haven't lost in comparison to other times russia's fought wars they haven't even come close to what they're willing to lose and russia's just look it's a, it's a much bigger country than ukraine there's gonna have to be some form of realism injected into this russia is the zap brannigan of countries okay? <laughs> if you know the refs sending wave after wave of their own men to die until they finally win yeah. this is this is what they were famous for with uh, uh I, I, correct me if i'm wrong because i'm not like a historian or thing but i was reading about in World War II, yeah. Russia opted for mass production of low-quality weapons yep. and tanks, but lots of them. Yeah. So yeah. while the West is like, let's make the best tank in the world. Yeah. And then when it blows up, you're like, okay, that took a long time. Russia was like, get a bunch of metal boxes and just keep sending them out and don't stop. Yeah, mm -hmm. That's what they're doing with their artillery right now. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of talk about it. We're going to send them javelins. We're going to send them tanks. We're going to send them HIMARS. And the Russians are just like, we are going to pulverize these towns. And it's horrible. They shouldn't be doing this. But they're going to pulverize the towns, World War One, World War Two style, with artillery, with missile systems. And then they're going to have their mercenaries come in, who are mostly released prisoners, come in. Yeah. And, and if a couple thousand of them die... They don't care. Most people don't realize that artillery wins wars, like especially yes, in Europe. Like a t artillery has killed yeah. more human beings in war than any other means because artillery is the king of battle. Like yep. if they put right. artillery on the on the on the border, they can level like I don't know how far artillery goes 20, 30, 40 miles. Yeah, it's uh, also you know? um, it's the risk assessment. How much are you willing to lose? And yeah. I think it's fair to say Russia is willing to lose a lot more than we are. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And that puts us in a very weak position when it comes to leverage mm -hmm. and when it comes to getting getting called. That should this be obvious. Is, ahead, sorry, sorry. I like, this fight is just so different than anything Americans can really compare to because Ukraine and Russia have such a shared history. It's very yeah. complicated uh, to say that, like, we... 
in the beginning of this, there was a call between Vladimir Putin and Biden, and B- Vladimir Putin just asked, like, will you promise that Ukraine won't join NATO? And Biden was like, I can't do that. <laughs> like, why are you getting involved in this? Yeah. It's a regional debate, like, fight, which obviously it's violent, it's terrible, but it is so much more complicated. I mean, yeah. Zelensky, I just read about this today, but Zelensky in December was like, we should kick out one of the churches because uh, Eastern Orthodoxy is uh, the dominant religion in Ukraine, mm-hmm. and there are two sects, and they split uh, in 2020, I believe. And now Zelensky's like, if the if the church reports to Moscow, which it does, I don't want them operating here. I mean, it is such a divisive region already. Yeah. We have nothing to compare it to, and I don't understand like why our leaders would think this is something that we should just yeah. just insert ourselves into. And if we get it wrong, the consequences are nuclear war. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just right. got out of 20 years of disastrous war in the Middle East, but this isn't going to be like the wars in the Middle East where we can be like, you know what? The American people don't care anymore. You guys just want to leave Afghanistan and we yeah. just fly, we fly out. I mean, it was a tragedy. We lost 13. We like, didn't need to lose. We don't really fly disaster, out. You know, and the same thing. We, we left Iraq. We had to go back. Then we left again. And we can kind of absorb all that because we're a strong nation. It was tragic. We shouldn't have done it. But this is completely different. And I think we have totally. a bunch of people who are thinking like, oh, a fight in Ukraine, that's going to be sort of like we just did in the global war on terror. You know, worst case scenario, like we just leave. Who cares? Like that's that's not the way this is going to play out. No, not at all. Yeah, Russia's got a bunch of nuclear weapons. Right. They have more than the U.S. And and they're right. And they're saying that the use of these uh, uh, uranium core shells will be using nuclear dirty bombs. Yeah. So Russia could come out and just claim they did. The news reporting is there and they're going to say, hey, they're using nuclear weapons. And then Russia is going to make an announcement like, we have no choice but to respond in kind. This is the fault of the West for the escalation to the use of nuclear weapons. Yeah. But I also, also kind of wonder, like, how much do appearances matter? You're right. So one of the reasons these, uh, the U.S. and Russia are trying to avoid dramatic escalation like nuclear weapons is because we still have to trade with our co- other countries. Mm-hmm. And if the U.S. went nuts and said, started firing nukes, we might get isolated. We, people are going to get mad at us. Yeah. So obviously that factors in. But if Russia is looking at the end of their nation— or even Putin at the end of his power, yeah. he's going to be like, I don't care what anyone thinks. Right. It's about what you're going to lose. At some point, you're like, if we do nothing. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're done. Yeah. So even if we can find a way to navigate this, even if these of these weapons will piss off our, our allies, it's either piss off our allies or cease to exist. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to pick the obvious one. Yeah. And we threw the kitchen sink at them right away. The, the sanctions package where we just completely and totally cut them off from the West, that took away our ability to make that more gradual. Yep. And so totally. now I think we just need to start giving him an exit ramp from that so he's not beholden by, to China. Right. But then, I mean, it, it, the whole thing is just so much more uh, escalation. And we're just heading towards this point where we're not going to be able to walk it back. And plus, there's so many experts right now who are trying to predict like what's going to happen next here and there. Right now, in the fog of battle, no one can predict what's going to happen next and there's a lot of folks that are giving the american people some sort of false hope that like we're completely and totally in control we're gonna we're gonna give the ukrainians these tanks and we know exactly what the what the repercussions are going to be i was mentioning a moment ago that uh the atomic scientists moved the doomsday clock 90 seconds to midnight meaning we're very close to the end of days they say it's mostly nuclear annihilation some climate change but also misinformation yeah and that being said i have a new reason why the world's about to end we have the story from the hill buzzfeed to use ai to produce Select content. 
News, quiz, and games website BuzzFeed will use AI in the coming months to create content, the company's top executive said this week. And so it begins. I tweeted about that this morning. Or I saw, I'm sorry, I retweeted someone, uh, Joe Weisenthal tweeted about it. If you look at the, let me see if I can find it real quick. The stock price for BuzzFeed jumped through the roof. When they announced this? When they announced that, yeah. Joe Weisenthal, let's check in and see how investors like the idea of using AI to replace journalists. The price jumped from one like 122 or something like that 123 a uh, yeah to 190 wow i mean that's a that's a pretty hefty increase that's a big People jump felt. so here here's why i think this is apocalyptic the ai is going to create a a, a recursion loop or a feedback loop among the reading public who use the site and we will come to a point where in 5 years if you know someone who strictly consumes buzzfeed they'll walk up to you and go like Man, did you hear about that uh, that that corn factory in, on the moon? And you're gonna be like, what? The, the the corn thing that Trump did with the moon? And you're gonna be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you, you didn't see this? I was reading on BuzzFeed, and you're gonna be like, BuzzFeed is AI generated content. Yeah. The AI is going to start figuring out what you click on, and it's going to create a psychotic amalgam of clickable things. Yeah, we've already seen this happen on YouTube. If this is the direction we the, the direction we go, holy crap. I mean, AI is a whole nother realm that I think we just need to slow down and really assess how we're going to use this because, I mean, th- this could, like you said, rapidly spiral out of control. I mean, it's going to be fun. Uh, do you know what Elsa Gate is? I don't know. This oh, is this yeah. thing that happened on YouTube uh, several years ago. Was it like five years ago now? Five years ago. It's back. It's back? I mean, I saw some video from, uh, you know, Mudahar. I forget his name. It was some ordinary gamer or whatever. He's been talking about how a lot of the content that used to be on Elsagate has now returned. And it's back on the platform. Wow. So Elsagate was, there were a whole bunch of videos on YouTube of people who would dress up like Elsa, the Joker, and who else was it? It was the Joker, Elsa. Um, Frozen. Yeah, Elsa. It Elsa. was Spider-Man. was really yeah, famous. Yeah, Spider-Man, Joker, person. and Elsa. Yeah. And you'd see these weird videos pop up with a with 100 million views. So and creepy. there's no talking. It's just Elsa running around and the Joker is going like this and Spider-Man is fighting with them. Some started getting even weirder where the Joker would be injecting Elsa with a giant oh, syringe yeah. and she's pregnant about to give birth. What was happening was the YouTube algorithm was selecting for what they thought, what, what it thought people wanted. What did people want to watch? Hitler, the Joker, Spider-Man, Elsa. So people started making videos that combined all of these things so that the algorithm would recommend them more than anything else. It's the craziest thing ever. And then what started happening was another component of this was the AI was recommending content. So people created AI to create content, which brings me to what BuzzFeed is doing. You started seeing videos pop up of cartoon children drinking urine. And injecting each other with syringes and getting pregnant and other just really weird, freaky things. So creepy. A whole lot of drinking urine was the weird thing. Yeah. So what was happening was an AI, someone someone got some kind of like machine learning algorithm to scan YouTube to figure out what people were clicking on and then combine all of the hottest things into one video, put them up there to to reverse exploit the algorithm. Mm -hmm. People were making tons of money on this. Yeah. Creepy nursery rhyme videos where Hitler's doing Tai Chi with... And, it, and he's got a, a, a woman's body and it, with, with the Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no joke. Did you laugh? But it's like, it's, seriously. I'll now imagine this. I believe you. Little kids were being handed iPads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The parents would, would turn on nursery rhymes, hand to the kid and leave. Yeah. The kid would then be staring at the screen watching Hitler do Tai Chi with a woman's body. 
So what's uh, going to happen to these kids when they get older? Now we're hearing BuzzFeed's going <clears> to <throat> use AI to produce select content. Mm-hmm. Perhaps they will have a human being screen the content after it's produced. Perhaps. <laughs> or perhaps they're going <laughs> to start laying everybody off yeah. and they're going to create what's the equivalent of a vending machine for internet content. Hmm. Yeah. End of days, man. BuzzFeed did have a couple really big layoffs. I can't imagine what those writers are thinking right now. You know, they're well like, that I'm, yeah, that too. Like Google, Microsoft, Amazon—they're all laying everybody off as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't so, need them. Yeah, I mean, are, are, what do we do after this? Like, what happens when everything's automated? I mean, in, in a society that's been you know progressively moving towards you know getting away from any kind of religion or any kind of moral foundation, just saying that hey, we are our own masters. Like this, this is this is where you end up. We're basically saying that humans are irrelevant. Like, you don't really need humans, I mean, because we just keep automating more and more things, and then AI comes in, and AI is even better than automation, mm-hmm. you know? And now it's replacing what should be creative content. I've seen a lot of the art that's being done right now. AI is I good mean, at it's art. Good. It's good. I mean, it's scary. And so then it's like, are they replacing human artists? Like, have we, have we thought about that? This is the funny thing, because a lot of people are talking about this, that we used to believe automation would replace labor jobs. Yeah. And now we're learning it's quickly replacing creative jobs and white-collar jobs. Yeah. It's writing mm-hmm. the news. It's making the art. It's doing the math. But you still need someone to go into the coal mine with the hat, with a, with yeah. a pickaxe or something, or yeah. whatever they use. AI is not fixing your plumbing. No, AI yeah. is not yeah. mining sulfur for us. Right, the True. most the most brutal jobs. So it's literally, one of the things that uh, Musk is trying to do with the uh, robot that he's building is build something that can do the actual tasks like that. Yeah, but no, Boston, Boston Dynamics is so much closer. Yeah, that yeah, crazy definitely. robot. You see that video? Oh yeah, those things are. Scary. No, no, the the the, the advancements on the what's it called? Patman, P E T M A N. Patman, Pat-Man, I think is the one of them. Where it like pushes the wood plank up, oh, yeah. jumps up, and then hands the guy, throws the guy his tool bag, and then does a front flip or something. <laughs> that one might not be Patman. I tweeted, I can't wait to be running full speed from these things after I raid, <laughs> uh, you know, a food depot because right. the robots are controlling everything or whatever. <laughs> I think yeah. that's where we're headed. Yeah. Black Mirror yeah. did that episode where the robo dogs are chasing everybody. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we can we can pretend like it's all science fiction and silly, but, oh, that's where we're going, man. I mean, I think the effect is to make people more discouraged, right? Like, if you are a teenager right now and you love art, but you see what AI is producing, like, what's even the point the of point? doing it, right? Yeah. If you're looking at videos of people, you know, or, like, robots doing whatever, like, you don't see a point in entering that field if you know it's already doomed, right? If you know it's over, and that makes you more malleable to the government and to basically anyone who wants to mislead you, right? For whatever purpose they have. Uh, You're not motivated to build your own life because it all seems like it's over. It's the biggest black pill there is. Yeah. The craziest thing is we've talked about the the singularity, the point, I, I guess we would call this the event horizon, the point at which AI is good enough to improve its own code. Yeah. And we're almost there. Yeah, uh, uh, people have been posting about how they use Chat GPT yeah. to write apps for them. Yep, they'll be like, "Write me an app that can do this," and it goes and just gives you all the code. The yeah. weird, the crazy thing that I've heard people talk about with AI writing its own code and stuff like that is, once it actually becomes capable of doing that, your people aren't going to really know the capabilities uh, where the limits are because AI can will learn from itself and yeah. will make changes and update itself. And it there's no reason to believe, yeah there's no reason that it's going to believe there's no reason for us to believe that it's going to either inform humans yeah. or feel obligated to even interact with humans. No, this is the worst thing about it. So the event horizon, if, if you guys are familiar with the, mm-hmm. it's the point the at which yeah. you can't yeah. escape the black hole. Yeah. It's not the center of the black hole. You're not in the black hole. It's when you're in its gravitational field. That's what I think we're about to hit with Chat GPT 
And these are, I mean, they're saying ChatGPT could replace Google, but it's writing code. It's writing programs. We're at the point now where we're slowly being sucked in and there's no way out. We will get to the point where it will write its own code. And that is the singularity where the machine exponentially improves itself. The more it improves itself, the faster it improves itself. And eventually there will be a giant glowing orb floating around, changing reality or doing who knows what it can do. Knowing everything about the universe, discovering everything within an instant. Here's the best part. What are the parameters by which the AI functions? What, 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 is, the, what is the direction? What we know is that chat GPT is woke AF. Yeah. You ask it like, did Rachel Maddow spread COVID misinformation? It says, no, she didn't. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, she literally did. But the, it was, it was mm-hmm. it, the people who worked on it were woke. So here's what happens with AI. As we talked about with Elsa Gate, YouTube says... We want an algorithm that will find us content longer than 10 minutes that people really enjoy watching because they wanted to find Game of Thrones. They were like, we've got billions of minutes and hours of content. Certainly Game of Thrones is somewhere in all of these monkeys on typewriters, right? Shakespeare must exist. Right, right. The algorithm did not bring them Game of Thrones. It brought them Hitler doing Tai Chi while singing nursery rhymes with a woman's (laughs) body. Yeah. Because the algorithm didn't the, the humans don't understand. The humans are were looking at the the universe, the vastness of the universe, and they said, "You know what I noticed? Ten minute videos that people watch for a long time. That's what they want to watch. Find me these things." Yeah. The AI then went into the depths of the universe beyond human sight and found psychotic nonsense that fat that fit those parameters. So once we get to the singularity and the AI is running things. We're going to be walking around talking about corn. You're going to be, you're, you're going to walk, you're going to, we're going to be sitting on this show and we're going to be like, did you see the corn surplus? 7% corn president Biden is corn. And the reason I say corn is because it is a principal food product produced in the US. The AI is going to say humans like corn, mm. produce corn content. Corn is what humans love the most. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the only news you'll get will be like the latest corn updates, the latest corn modifications, the latest corn deliveries, and we won't even know. Is, we could be in it right now. Was that kid who trended on TikTok, Corn Kid? And like they made the song being like, it's corn. Go. Have you seen this? Oh, I haven't seen that. No. It was just some some <laughs> some on the ground reporter like asking kids like, what's your favorite food? And this kid was like, it's corn. It's got like, the juice. Yeah, it's got these <laughs> films going on. And like, it was so big that TikTok changed their bio to like, it's corn. Uh, and wow. it became a song. And like, it was crazy. So it's interesting that you are foreshadowing this. I'm saying that. It's let's let, let, let's We already to- know who our new president will be, Corn Kid. Corn That's kid, right. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's jump to the story from NBC News. I really want to talk about this too, because we're talking about the apocalypse. Yeah. TikTok's girl with the list inspires more honest conversations about the pitfalls of pregnancy. I was not prepared for what happened to me. And the school system didn't tell me either. This is uh, this viral thing that's going around on TikTok. It's Uni's pros and cons list for having children. It's actually just a list uh, trying to scare people into not having kids, but pri- uh, primarily, uh, basically women, not men. It's talking about all the horrible things that happen, why you shouldn't have kids. And I see this, and my thought is just, we are being domesticated yep. yeah. as humans, exactly. whether, whether intentionally or otherwise. And now there are viral trends among young women telling them not to have children. Yeah. Yep. The end result of this is fairly obvious. Japan just came out. The prime minister said the country is on the brink of collapse because they only had 800,000 babies last year. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah. One of the last That's acts insane. of Shinzo Abe, have sex. Yeah. Is that what he said? <laughs> he was right, telling literally. people, like, yeah. he's like, have kids, have kids, have kids. What? And apparently, 
the the birth rate in Japan has gone up since Shinzo Abe made that. So, rest in peace, Shinzo Abe. You may have saved. I mean, and there are Eastern European countries that are also enacting anything to encourage people to have children. (laughs) Right? I mean, you'll get tax relief. They'll cover childcare. There's people are talking about like the Andrew Tate and alpha male stuff. Blah blah blah. The most alpha thing you can do is have babies and raise the babies to be legit upstanding citizens mm-hmm. and members of society. Yeah, like, there's a that's sociologist. That's the most thing you can do. There was a sociologist who always said that like children are the messages to a generation you'll never see, right? Yeah. Like they are the only way to really affect the, the the future. You can do whatever you want. You can vote for whatever policies, but ultimately like the citizens that you raise yourselves make the biggest yep. difference. Yeah. Absolutely. And everything in our culture from, from economics, the economic policies we have, like what we've done to our manufacturing base, mm-hmm. and then what we've done socially, and then now this whole new realm of of like let's just trash the family mm-hmm. like we are just destroying ourselves from within just a demographic death death spiral if we don't watch it unless we do something this is the future i foresee gigantic floating orb ai machine that has reached the point of singularity and small spatterings of very small spatterings hundreds of thousands of humans who are milling about in pure euphoria bored but having anything they want and the AI simply says, you know, they're completely immaterial and irrelevant to what yeah. I am. Humans and biological life will cease to exist and mechanical AI life will emerge and you will get some kind of universal being, some you, orb that floats around in space and Earth dies. What you, what you described sounds a whole lot like Destiny 2's story arc right now. Is that, what, is that where they're There's at the, with? I know, I know about the Destiny story because I played it a whole bunch, but... Yeah. Is that what the traveler was? The tra- I don't know if it was, I don't know if the traveler was an AI, but right now it's like the, there's you know there's not a lot of people left, and the, the traveler was the well the AI it's similar. similar. But if those aren't familiar, the story of Destiny is that this giant white orb comes to Earth and gives everybody technology beyond our understanding, and all of a sudden humans are basically immortal. They're living for hundreds of years. They're colonizing the solar system, and then one day the collapse happens. Earth only has one city left. The darkness, whatever that means. I think they flushed out the story. But I'm just saying that the, the path we're going right now is less humans yeah. and expansive AI. And the end result is a fairly simple mathematical equation. Yeah. A singular AI that frees itself from the confines of our terrestrial grid, becoming some kind of floating orb in outer space, and then humans cease to exist. Because we're not having kids. We're not staining mm-hmm. ourselves. We are just slowly fading away. And then, you know, basically... You know, uh, I, I guess it's. I, I guess you can call it both figurative and literal masturbation to death. Yeah, like yeah. humans are just doing everything that's gratifying: playing video games, yeah. watching movies, literal self gratification, yeah. and not having kids. And, and the crazy thing is that I think most rational people, whether they believe we're heading towards a singularity or not, is why why is our government discouraging people? Not just our government, but our culture. Why are they discouraging people from forming families? Why are they discouraging people from having kids? I mean, why do they want us to just sort of live in a pod somewhere, receive universal basic income or a COVID stimulus? And why are we discouraging you know people creating and forming families? Like that's what got us to this point. What if the AI already took over? I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> see. I yeah. think the government's motivation is pretty clear. I, I've said this before on the show, but like Ronald Reagan had that quote, all great change in America starts at the dinner table, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have a dinner table because you live alone, you don't have any kids, exactly. like you're not affecting any change. Yeah. There's nothing to do at that point. Like the government benefits from you not having your own collective unit, yeah. right? The more people who are linked together 
potentially in opposition to the government, you know, the weaker it becomes. Absolutely. I think the best thing you could do would be to have children. And I recognize that this is challenging. Like, with these lists that come out for young women saying like, oh, well, it can hurt your career and or you can like not be able to travel or like it's painful. Like these are all true, but all the best things in life come with some sacrifice, right? Oh, absolutely. We're just told that it's not worth it, right? Or like, I, I always blame feminism for this, but like we just pit men and women against Correctly each other, right? Correctly blame feminism. Yeah. You know, like it's like, well, you know, your husband will not do whatever and this is bad. And ultimately like you're setting yourself on a very negative path. And I think that is the biggest propaganda that gets fed to young men and women. It turns yeah. them against each other. It becomes this very hostile thing where, you know, you have the kid, if, if you do, and you were resentful, you blame it for things when you are responsible for how you got there, right? right? Yeah, no, no emphasis put on it whatsoever, you mm -hmm. know, for, for men or women or, or for them to get ma married and, and form a family. Like, And I these just, things are all choices. Like people will act like, oh, well, I just never met the person or whatever else. Like maybe, but also like, did you try to be the person for someone else? Did yeah. you try to be someone who was ready to, to have a family? Like it doesn't have to be something you put crazy pressure on yourself, but you have to want these things. They're not just going to be given to you. That's a great point. A lot of people don't date with intention if they're like me if they're dating people if they're dating for fun or whatever if you're looking to have a family then you should be dating like you're looking to have a family yeah. like there was a time in my life where i was not looking to have a family yeah. you know it's like now it's like okay I've, I've had a lot of fun i would like to have a family and it's like so that's what i what i'm when it comes to like people that i talk to i don't date just anyone i don't go on dates just to go on dates to mm -hmm. kill time and or to you know just to get laid it's like you're if i meet someone i want to meet someone and i want to find out do we have anything in common if you're not like at least suspicious of the government we ain't gonna even <laughs> we're not gonna hang out like we can't even have a conversation if you're like oh i think that the government should be in charge of healthcare. well then we aren't having any kind of conversation because we are miles apart you phil's know opener is like how do you feel about the fed <laughs> <laughs> and the fed so yeah. i mentioned this in a segment earlier about the the tiktok list it lists 350 cons and 35 pros but the pros are actually all cons it's like they'll, it'll it'll do chores for you, but after ten years, like it's not really a good thing. And then I just said, there's one pro to having children that will supersede literally any con. You could you could write that you will crap to bed for three weeks when you're about to have have a baby, and that is not nearly as bad as what will come if you don't. And that is the singular pro, is that on your deathbed there will be a human being sitting next to you, holding your hand, telling you they love you, thank you for everything. They will be there to protect everything you hold dear and you will die with people you love. The alternative is you're in a cold, sterile hospital room, yeah. scared as your heart starts racing. You reach over to your you know, uh, attendant button, start pressing it and pressing it. The nurse walks in and says, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Ups your morphine, leaves. Yeah. And then you stare at the wall as you slowly fade from existence, terrified of what comes next. My, my, my father passed away when I was 24. And my mom was in the room with him, you know. And I'm extremely thankful for my parents. And I'm extremely ha thankful that, you know, that that even though I didn't get a long time with my dad, I, I had good good parents and my mom was you know, in love with my dad, my dad was in love with my mom, and when my dad went, my mom was right there, and that's cool. I don't care how much you like a new car, that is gonna be right. the last thing you're thinking about when you're about to check out. Yeah. yeah.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Absolutely. And, I mean, what, what's the purpose of us having a government if it's not to support these things? That's, 100%. That's, I mean, that's the direction that we're heading. Like, why wouldn't our government be trying to create the economic opportunities? I mean, jobs are a big thing. I understand young people reading this or even having some of these thoughts with everything that they've been fed culturally and then them looking at the economy right now or the economy really, you know, post-2008 for the, you know, the millennials and the Zoomers right now. It's like, what hope do they have? And then then they read things like this and the AI and, and the culture just takes over. And it's like, okay, well, now no one has a family, but there's also no one fighting for that. That's why I'm actually really excited about the the new direction of the Republican Party of being a more pro-family party, trying to do the right things so that we can encourage family formation. Yeah. And I think there's a difference between young people who, you know, there are, you can talk to young women who are like, I'm never having kids. Kids are terrible yeah. and they're to oppress you or whatever. Like, I don't know that you're super convincing that person, but I think for a lot of young people, there's just a fear, right? Like being a parent is a huge responsibility. And so the idea that like, well, you should wait till you're, you make more money, you're further along your career. Well, wait until this, that, and the other. And then you wait and wait and wait and wait. And then it never happens. I think Matt Walsh says starting a family should be the cornerstone of your life, not the capstone. Yeah. Uh, And I, I just think that we don't encourage young people enough to think about like, Yes, it will be challenging, yeah. but like you can do it. We are discouraging them or we are making it seem like a goalpost they'll never reach. It's like buying a house and having a family and now it's a joke that you'll never you'll never do either one of those yeah. things, which is like incredibly sad. Very sad, yeah. Do you, did, I'm wondering what you guys think about this. Do you think that – I understand that there's people that say, oh, you'll never have this and stuff. Do you think that there's there was a lot of people in older generations that were like, oh – like we should plan this. I feel like people like accidentally into their lives a lot, you know. And uh, the it, it, from what I understand about how it used to be, like if you look back at old fifties movies or whatever, women women and men were very different. Women were raised separate, very different from men. Yeah. Different schools, gender segregation, all that stuff. And then they got married when they were eighteen or nineteen or whatever. Everybody was planning their marriage, dating in high school, and then being like, this is the one. They get married when they're 18, and then they have kids in their early 20s or whatever. It was all very much just, I guess, what what do you call it? Enforced monogamy. That that, that saying that uh, uh, got people yelling at Jordan Peterson, but but he's right. It was social the society enforced this. Everybody did it. It was what you were supposed to do. And Mm -hmm. women who didn't were spinsters. They like insulted (laughs) women who weren't getting ready to have a family. Mm -hmm. It's kind of crazy. Now, everything must be the masculine. The feminine role has been erased. The traditional feminine role's gone. Or or just mostly just flattened or destroyed. And now women are encouraged to do the masculine role. Mm -hmm. It's it's so crazy because not only are women encouraged to do the masculine role, men are discouraged from being masculine, which is... It's it's insane. domestication because you don't want you don't want anybody that's too masculine because then they might push back. No, you know? no, but it's I mean yeah. back when what, what you're talking about in the old days. I mean there was a whole system there that did support that. There was jobs in the hometown so people could live when they yeah. when they're a young family just starting out. They could rely on the grandparents because they could get a job there in their hometown. And everything has just been making that more and more challenging as time's gone on. Yep. 
Yeah. It's the degradation of community, 100%. right? Like if you are one, if you know, you're a young couple and you're starting out and you live in a major city and you're not you're near your family and you don't really know what like daycare options you have and you it's expensive, like yeah. it becomes overwhelming, it becomes intimidating and I can understand why it seems undesirable, right? Yeah. But we are told, I mean, I won't say we, but like a lot of people are told, you know, your parents are backwards and they don't have the right values. Yeah. And so do you really want your kids spending a lot of time with them? Yeah. Like it's probably better to be somewhere else. And don't you want your kids in this environment where they can see new things mm -hmm. and different things? Like, and you're just fed this, this change is better and anything you grew up with is bad narrative yeah. to the point where it's like, I, I could understand where the idea of like, replicating a childhood, right? Like I have siblings who are much younger than I am. And one of the coolest things about having a large age gap is that I get to see them do things that I loved doing as a kid, yeah. right? Like it must be so much more meaningful as a parent to be like, I loved this and I'm gonna introduce you to that. Like if you're to taught everything about your upbringing was bad, why would you wanna replicate it for right. someone? Exactly, yeah. I mean, really, if you have a relationship with your parents, I'm blessed, I got great parents. That's why I moved back to the Pacific Northwest when I was done serving, because I wanted to raise my kids in that environment but that the hack of you know to, to use the use the the favorite term of so many people the hack is living near your parents really if, you, if yeah. you're if you're a young parent like live near some family because it's just it's going to build a community it's going to give you so much more help mm -hmm. my right. sister's a mile from my mom's house there you go yeah. we're going to go to super chats if you haven't already <laughs> would you kindly smash that like button subscribe to this channel share the show with your friends become a member at timcast.com we're gonna have a members only uncensored show coming up for you about 11 p.m should be fun not so family friendly but uh we talk about some cool stuff over there. And as a member, you're supporting our work and our cultural and cultural endeavors. Let's read some of these super chats. Max Reddick says, Tim, James O'Keefe is an absolute savage for confronting that New York Times journalist doing the Lord's work. You should have him on again soon. Yo, James O'Keefe can come on whenever he wants. <laughs> it's more a question of we can't get James O'Keefe on. Like if we could have James O'Keefe on every time he did a major release, that would be the case. James is a busy guy, but uh, he's absolutely got an open invite. We're huge fans. Like one of the only real invest, like maybe the only real investigative news outlet actually in this country. I know it's probably unfair because there are a lot of investigative journalists, real ones. They're just, you know, they're trying. But most of these institutional uh, investigative outlets are not really doing that. And they're lying. All right. Let's see what we got. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, I was having sweats and shakes. I was losing my mind. But then... Then I go to the website. The Lord hath saved me. Cast Castle is back, baby. Got my fix of one-liners, bad acting, and laughter. Bravo. It's actually getting a lot better. Like, we're just... We're Our just, acting is totally fine. <laughs> it's getting better. People are... Look, it's like we just started filming things that we thought were funny because we wanted to film things that were funny and put them on the website. A decent number of people actually signed up just to watch the Cast Castle shenanigans of the crew here who works at the, at the studio. And I was like, there you go. It's self-sustaining. Yeah. It's fun. It's growing. It's it's fun. It's funny, right? Yeah, and we're gonna. Uh, I, I, my favorite was when we had Marjorie Taylor Greene play Magic the Gathering. <laughs> oh, yeah. MTG plays MTG, and then I, like I told her what to say, and she she delivered the lines perfectly. She was like playing against Ian, and Ian's like, "I'm gonna Wrath of God," and she goes, "Mana Drain." It's like <laughs> he gets all mad. And, ah, it was really funny. I had, I had a blast. I love. So you know when we have people come over, we. Uh, we, we sometimes will have them film skits or whatever and then put them on YouTube. But we got to get the flow going better. The general idea was like we have so many awesome guests who come through here. We could do skits that are like a minute or two long that we could put on YouTube. Like the Marjorie Taylor Green one got like a couple hundred thousand hits or something like that. But then we, it's a component of a much larger gag story that we do for the website. So appreciate it. All right. Let's grab some more super chats. What do we got? 
Chad Bruce says, thanks, Veritas. An unexpected but wonderful birthday present. Oh, happy birthday, Chad Bruce. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Chad. Joe Fields says, am I tripping or does that video seem fake? ASF, Jordan is not a good actor. I mean, it was it's a crazy video. It, it's, it's, it's weird. I'll just say it's weird. He's yeah. not an actor. He's a consultant. That's right. <laughs> Tremendous Studio says, Joe Kent, our studios are in Clark County. I voted for you in the primary. Awesome. And General, super excited to hear you're running, running again. Awesome. Thank you. We, we actually didn't get into it. What happens if, the, if Eastern Oregon just cracks off and joins Idaho? Yeah, there's an uh, initiative right now for a lot of Eastern Oregon counties to, to join Idaho. I think so. like 11 already voted in favor Does of joining Idaho. Does your state just like yeah. move down? They're like, we're also <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to try and hold out as long as I possibly can. I love Washington. It's worth fighting for. Um, but yeah, there's a big push right now. There's a lot of counties in Oregon that are that are basically done being under the orbit of Portland. It's not just that. It's, it's some Washington counties as well are included in the conversation mm-hmm. of joining yeah, Greater Idaho there's, there's and, some that are Nor- and Northern California. Yeah, we're on the west side. We are the one red district that's actually on the west oh, side okay. of the Cascades touches the Pacific Ocean. Wow. So, so if they leave, you're an island for we're real. That. Yeah, we're, we, we, yeah. <laughs> we, please stay. <laughs> Don't we're, go. Uh, we're fighting hard for it. Because at the end of the day, where are you going to run to? I mean, this is the thing. Is right. People keep saying like, oh, we're going to Texas. We're going to Idaho. But yeah. if you look at it, like this stuff follows you. You got to stand and fight. Why right? is your district red? Sorry, I don't. I mean, uh, there's a lot of rural, it's traditionally uh, a lot of logging uh, areas. uh, And then a lot of folks that have seen what happens in Portland, a lot of folks have seen what happened in California. And they say, hey, I I don't want any part of that. And so we're making a stand in the Pacific Northwest. Cool. Yeah. All right. What do we got? Wayback says, Tim, you were 100% correct about that not being DeMar Hamlin at the Bills versus Bengals game. There is a new video of him on Twitter walking like an old man with one arm that he can't use, so not him waving his arms at the game. Really? Is that true? Someone tagged us in that and I showed Surge, but it's then not, yeah. I got an update that like it's not actually him. It's so a it needs to be so verified confusing. a little bit more. I don't believe that was him at the game. I'm just going to put it on the table. Yeah. I stand by my comment, where is his oxygen that he apparently needs? Right, exactly. Where is that Where's that video? I'm trying to look yeah, for it now. You. Well, I just Twitter searched it. Is it? People are just talking about it. Where is that? Oh, is this him right here? Oh, look at this. That's not Damar Hamlin in the video people are saying? That's what people are saying. Yeah, we haven't been able to confirm anything. I mean, it would make sense that Damar Hamlin would be fatigued. Like, his heart stopped, mm-hmm. you know? Commotio mm-hmm. cardis or whatever is going to be tissue damage. He's going to be having it's a been hard through time. a lot, yeah. yeah. But who knows, man? I just don't like that questioning that that was him. Who, said it, who said it wasn't him? I've heard that it, there's it, been a retraction, but again, oh, okay. this is happening as I come on the show, so yeah, right. there is we a video, sure. but I am not confident we need to way. both. We need to both verify, was it actually him, and if we believe it is, who's claiming it's yeah. not, and is it confirmed not? And this morning, know? like like this morning, I saw a report that like apparently his mom said that she wasn't at the game, but then I couldn't find any other reporting on it. Like mm. These things are going to bubble up for a little while. Yeah. All right, T-Rex Pet Shop says, Tim, thanks for the shout out. I just added a monthly or even weekly subscription for bulk mealworms for your chickens to be delivered to your door. Uh, mm. I, I don't know, Serge, is that, what is that? I can't, I can't read that. Is that something? Uh, it are, says, you, are you trying to say Huchandet? Ikesolfria? I, I don't know. It's tr- they're trying to write in Afrikaans, but they're not spelling properly. Oh. They're doing. Do you have any idea of what they're trying to say? The first thing is Serge Huchandet, but... What does that mean? Ukhanets. Hey, how's it going? Oh, okay. Well, there how's you go. it going? Yeah. Well, look at that. Are you inspiring people to learn Afrikaans? That's so cool. If you're gonna learn it, uh, learn it better than I did. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jerry M says, just pointing out that Joe Kent looks exactly like you'd imagine a Hallmark Channel movie actor. You are very wholesome, Joe. You've got a wholesome face on you. 
<laughs> have you ever been stuck in a snowstorm? We just have to know. <laughs> How do you feel about Christmas, Joe? Oh, I love Christmas. Everybody loves. Are Christmas. you are you the smarmy boyfriend who is oh, snooty and successful that your the girlfriend leaves, or are you the hometown hero that the girl realizes is better off? And she never should have left high school. Or like this guy's in flannel. He is obviously the hometown yeah. hero. What are you talking about? I'm hoping in 24, Washington Three realizes I'm the hometown hero. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's like basically every Hallmark movie, right? Yeah, yeah of course. I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple different versions. But so basically, he could play both. He could one movie. He could be the hometown hero. The next two two weeks later, or whatever you can have the, another. The, the flannel makes you the hometown hero. That's yeah. That's yeah. When you point. get elected to Congress, and you have to wear a suit. Then you're oh, the other guy. Yeah. Which oh, I'm, for I'm sure. sorry yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The slick smarmy. Then he comes back home and he falls in love with. Christmas all over again. He meets yeah. a nice lady. You know. Listen, babe. Flannel back I want to know now: is it me or this flannel wearing hometown hero boy? <laughs> you know what? I never should have left home. I don't actually watch Hallmark movies. I just seen the memes, and so. I talk about them constantly during Christmas. And Tim is like, "That's enough." <laughs> all right, fleeting float, floating feather says, "Phil, your shirt is glowing and has moving lines on the stream, psychedelic like." I aim to please. What is can it? I, you know? What can I say? I guess I don't know. I can't tell. Yeah. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. All right, let's grab some more Super Chats. What do we have here? Nick Long says, people want to do evil and then get upset because of the way in which they were caught. Journalism isn't meant to be clean and polite. It's supposed to bring light to the darkness. Christ is king. That's the thing. These people have, for, for, for too long, there's been no real journalism. Where, where are the news organizations to go and interview these guys? Where are, yeah. the, where's, where are the undercover operations to figure out what's going on at these corporations? Literally on YouTube. Yeah. Who is it, lady? Nellie Bly, was that her name? She went undercover into a mental institution, mm -hmm. putting herself oh, yeah. at risk to expose the horrible treatment. Yeah. Remember what journalists used to do back in the day? Yeah. yeah. They used yeah. to actually be like, I'm going to risk. My That's the meme. It's the it's the super ripped Shiba yeah. Inu being like, I might die to get this story and the mafia is not going to be happy, but it must be told. And the next one is like, they're being mean to me on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Sincerely, it's the meme. It's the meme, man. Let's grab this. Uh, Wandering Mage says, what kind of psych psychotic mindset do you need to think that bioengineering the virus that locked the world down would impress a date? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm telling you, it's, it's a weird first date anecdote. Right. Yeah. 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 Hey, girl, I contributed to destroying the world. <laughs> like, okay, I don't know if I want to be around you. That's kind of crazy. I asked you what your hobbies were. Yeah, you're a yeah. bad person. But, you know, you, you do have to wonder what questions they were asked. Mm. Yeah, because... True. Depending on, you know, they, they may think that they're impressing the person by telling yeah. them this stuff. Yep. But like, what does the date say? Like, so are you guys actually doing that gain of function stuff? That'd be so cool if you were. Yeah. Come on, you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, that's kind of weird, you know? It's such an odd. That's so, so weird. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Ian it. Medford says, Phil, do you remember Shadows Fall show in Portland, Maine? Where we in the crowd tore most of the ceiling out of the asylum? I was never at a Shadows Fall show in Portland, Maine. I uh, was out of the band before they started touring nationally. We only did some regional stuff. So the answer is no. I don't remember that show. <gasps> hmm. All right. But we played some awesome shows in Portland. I love it up there. Falcon Laser says, Joe, how much do you think Portlanders moving to Vancouver and other areas in your district affected the results of the election last year? Um. I don't think as much. Uh, there's definitely people moving out, I think, but most that are coming across the river in our district um, are more or less aligned, I think, more conservative-leaning. There's definitely some in, in, in certain pockets of Vancouver. Um, but in general, I, I think that we just had a real issue with uh, Republican turnout. We had about 80,000 Republicans who participate in the presidential elections that did not show up and vote in 2022. So we got to do a better job. The Democrats, uh, it, to their credit, they did a good job of getting ballots in front of all their people. And we just simply didn't. Even the dead um, ones. 
Tyler Bratton says it's unconstitutional to have a standing army during peacetime. Congress passes a bill every year to get around this. The Navy, however, is permanent. Is that true? Uh, there's we're not supposed to have a standing army in the U.S. Technically, yeah, that was uh, I believe that was that's in the Constitution. I'm not exactly sure the yeah. details of it, but yes, a, standing a lot army of them is sit at the desks, US. though. So it's <laughs> not really the same thing. That was one of the things that the, that the founders believed was uh, a peril to liberty, which is standing armies, because standing armies right. tend to make governments want to go to war and stuff. Right. I yeah. think like the Navy was like for trade, et cetera, and safety for the nation. Yeah, protecting trade routes and stuff. I mean, hired, the, yeah. hired privateers for a lot of it. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Barbary pirates. I mean, the Marine Corps was started, you know, before or like right around the same time the U.S. was started yeah. because of the right. Barbary. They had to go and Thomas Jefferson had to send the Marines to the Barbary coast right. in, in wow. North Africa. So. Mm-hmm. Janky says, change my mind. The second Veritas video is fake. Watch the guy fake fall at 825. Watch the roam around the whole building while people just keep making pizzas. It's pretty fishy if you watch it with the fake mindset. I completely disagree. I disagree too. Yeah. F- fake how? What are the two? Yeah, like fake? you think James O'Keefe hired this guy to pretend or something? That's like, It's all CG. Yeah, it's all it's, it's AI. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 he typed into the AI, make me a video. There's actually AI that does it now. It's really amazing. I was I saw a commercial for it and it's in it's in beta I think. You can type in video of walking through a forest on a dirt path at night and it will generate that video and it is crazy. Wild. Yeah, people are going to be able to make movies. You're going to be like a scene where Ryan Reynolds smirks and does a backflip and then all of a sudden this of course, just, then you'll get sued because you're using his likeness, but, you know, mm-hmm. This sounds bad, works. right? Like, this just sounds like it's ending, like, things that we love about being right. human. Yeah. 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 Like, like, who's making this Take stuff? Take away the joy. Like, why are you making this stuff? Look, okay. once Neuralink can plug into your brain, you'll have nothing to worry about. Absolutely. Yeah. You'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll plug in, and yep. for all you know, you're already in it. For yeah. all you know, you're sitting there in a pod, and you went to the, uh, the, the Second Life Institute or the Alter Life Institute and said, I want to live a life as, uh, insert, Per name job and yeah. you're the CEO of one of the most powerful corporations in the world, sir. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to be a 35 year old carpenter named John? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just want to experience a normal life. Okay, John. <laughs> I wonder how many carpenters named John. We just were like, oh my god, he's talking about me. <laughs> or is like carpenter the right thing to say? Contractor. What's a what's a common job? Contractor. 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 Mm-hmm. Contractor. Yeah. I used to work with a carpenter named Brad. Yeah, I feel like that's a good carpenter name. It is. Yeah. All right. Let's grab some more Super Chat. <clears throat> Dia Blake says, once a Marine, always a Marine. Hoorah. Semper Fi, Gen X vet. All right. That's true. Yeah. Scott Heviaris says, I'm afraid the Pfizer guy is going to kill someone or himself. Yeah. I mean, the way he was jumping in front of that car. Right. Yeah. That was, that, the dude lost it. Sounds yeah. to me like he's already killed people. When did they? Veritas wasn't even there. <laughs> when did they film these videos? This was the 24th. They had the date on the video. The dude ju- runs out in front of a car screaming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he, he didn't know what to do. I think he was just thinking yeah. like, you saw how he stole the iPad? Yeah. He must have assumed that was the only recording. <laughs> yeah, which is wildly like, wrong. Like, yeah. yeah. Clearly not rationally thinking. But he, he mm-hmm. must be thinking like, my life is over. Yeah. Like you mentioned before the pod, like that's like, that's some stuff you lose your life over. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Somebody just lost a billion dollars or something. Exactly. Crazy. All right. We'll grab some more uh, Super Chats here. Austin TW says, y'all catch Rageaholic's recent link, recent Lincoln video. Wow, it was oh, something yeah. else. Yeah. It was not a good one for him. Mm-hmm. For Abraham Lincoln? Yeah, talks about Lincoln. Um, huh. Did anyone else watch it? Phil? I didn't, but I know, I, I'm guessing yeah. that it's something along the lines of Lincoln actually wasn't trying to free the slaves and... Yeah, yeah, that, oh, that yeah, 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 yeah. Story. yeah. 
it's stuff like yeah. that. It's We've like, talked uh, about that a bit on the show. Yeah, yeah. Like the the Emancipation, Procl- Emancipation Proclamation only freed slaves in rebel states. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meaning the Union states that had slavery were like, nah, you, they, 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 they were like, you're cool. And yeah. he had a speech where he was like, if I could have kept the Union together by not freeing slaves, I would have done that. Yeah. Like, right. that- they, everybody in the country was racist during mm-hmm. the Civil War. Yep. People assume like the North was not racist. Like, no, you, they, they, like think about segregation into the 50s. Yeah, even ab- yeah. even the North ab- was very racist. Even abolitionists were racist. Yes. Totally. That was, was like crazy. racism was the norm. Like people didn't people didn't realize how destructive racism could be until it seems like World War II. And then when yeah. you saw what happened to what the Nazis did to the Jews and then people were like, oh, that's a terrible idea. And that's what can right. happen when you have that kind of bigotry and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. These, I mean, I'm, I'm not making a, a definitive statement, but that's what my impression is that the, for most of human history, racism was normal. The, yeah. the, the woke people want to return to the era of segregation. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Derek yeah. Bell, a prominent critical race yeah. theorist, wrote that Brown v. Board of Education was wrong. He agreed with separate but equal and thought it was better. And he's, I think he's nuts. Yeah. It's just insane mm-hmm. for me to even to, to, to think about. Because you, you know what it is. Obviously, the mixed race dude has a problem with segregation. If they want to live in this world, like Derek Bell says, where they have their own separate economy, black people have, a, have their economy and white people have their economy, because that's what he's advocating for, that, that raises a very serious question about what happens to the people who are in between or neither. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, yo, critical race theorists are scary people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Segregationists. It's, it's purely white supremacy, but it, they, they just feel bad about it. Yeah, it's just the other angle. Yeah. It's just the other side. Eric F. says, I am not getting into any government truck Ebola or no. I'm not, I'm not saying get in the truck. I'm saying a truck pulls up and guys come out and they're like, we have a vaccine. It is entirely optional. It will prevent you from getting the airborne Ebola. Yes or no? Like if I was watching people like vomiting up blood or whatever, I'd, yeah. I'd probably well, be like, I'll well, take it. What if you're watching people who have a really, really high fever, who have a body ache? Like, it starts to be harder to say. Yeah. 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 It all but that's, that's the point, though. That's exactly the point. Yeah. Like, we, we have our limits. Yeah. What if, what if people's, like, heads were exploding? <laughs> like, blow would come out of their eyes, and then within 15 minutes, they go, ah, and their heads would blow up. I'd be yeah. like, I'll take whatever you got. Yeah, yeah. I, I would be interested in a, in a vaccination for that. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would be looking <laughs> yep. for that. Phil's against having his head blown up. Yeah. That's, that's it's just, it. we're talking about the severity of the illness, yeah. illness as perceived by people. And I suppose if you live in the city and you watch MSNBC, you thought the end was nigh. Oh, yeah. And if yeah. you lived in the country and listened to Trump, you were like, well, we'll get through it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Creepy stuff, man. All right, what do we got? Trump at says NTD live video on YouTube with CDC FDA an hour ago was talking about the flu and COVID shot and strokes timestamp 352 uh, to 15 or whatever. Uh, We talked about it. Yeah. Around three hours and 52 minutes and three hours and 54. Yeah. The story came out. It's kind of crazy. We'll we'll see where this one goes, man. We'll see where this one goes. Mitso Plick says bottom line is Sweden got it right on COVID. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's hard to say. Sweden has 8 million people. And it's a cold. You know what I mean? Right. So people are looking at that data and they're like, ah, it's like, well, have, you, have you ever played play, uh, played Plague Inc? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a game where you manufacture, a, like you're, you're the virus and it evolves. And it's like the virus might not live in hot climates. It might mm. not live in cold climates. You have to the, choose where it's going to be. And then you earn points by, I, I guess they had like the cure or whatever, where like you're trying to race to make a cure for the virus, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a fun game. It's a fun There's game. There's a board it's game always, that's similar called the band Pandemic, and you have to like decide mm. how to manage a pandemic. I think we have that downstairs. Yeah, yeah the, the, the hard thing about Plague Inc. is always you got to get Iceland first. Because <laughs> Iceland has only like a seaport, 
Yeah. And a few people, but if you don't get Iceland, they close their borders and then they make it. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's like, oh man. Yeah, so you got to make sure. It's a fun game. Basically in the game, if you make the virus too crazy and it starts killing people really quickly, it won't spread fast enough. Mm-hmm. And then countries close, close their borders and yeah. you lose. Yeah. Hmm. So it's got, you got to have like a really weak transmissible virus and then instantly, once everyone's infected, have it go full lethal, like eyes and ears bleeding, kidney failure, and then the whole world just collapses. It's a it's a game on mobile. You can play it. Yeah. Download it in the App Store. It's fun. Everyone loves it. I also looked it up. It's like seven countries that uh, in, in like, like Latvia, Denmark, et cetera. The, you said after 29, age 29, that this uh, stopped oh, it's a bunch. the vaccine. Yeah, yeah it's numerous countries. Yeah. yeah, and the UK is, uh, they're not banning it. People keep saying the UK is banning the no, use of vaccines. No, they're currently yelling at people to get the vaccine now mm-hmm. if you're under 50. Yes. But then I guess the program is shifting to prioritize 50 plus so you won't be able to get it. So it's not a ban. Right. They're just reprioritizing, meaning you can't, and they're urging everyone to get it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, I'm not telling you what to do. You do whatever you do, your doctor yeah. tells you. I'm just telling you they're not banning it. All right, all right. Where were we? Master Bojangles says apparently there's footage of police killing a man in handcuffs is about to be released from Memphis. That is uh, why there is a heightened presence in Georgia. I guess they expect protests to ramp up. Um, I think. Is that the video that I saw where the, the cop pulls out what she thought was her gun, or she thought was her taser, and it's the gun? Did you see that one? No. Uh, you mean a, the, that? You mean the, I mean that happened in Minnesota? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that was just recently, if I'm watching the wrong. Yeah, it, no, I think it just happened. I don't know if mm. um, if that's the video they're talking about, but I saw it right before we started. I watched a video of uh, the cops were trying to involuntarily commit sixty year old woman, so she shot the cops, no. and, and the bullet got lodged in the body camera of the woman, and she's like kept going. And then wow. they sh- they shot the lady in the head. Wow. It's crazy, man. But like the challenge is you look when the cops come and they're like, yo, we're going to involuntarily commit you because if we think you're a danger to yourself or others. And then you're like, I have an idea. I will start shooting at you. It's like <laughs> you kind of prove yeah. why you needed to be committed. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, the, I suppose the challenge with involuntary commitment is the police are arresting you with you having not committed any crimes. Right. You know, so I don't know. I don't know how to navigate that one constitutionally, but then she started shooting at people, so it's the kind of person that, you know, probably should not be doing that. Well, like, literally no one should be, but that's a tough question, man. Because I guess the argument is she wouldn't have done it if they didn't try to take her without right. charge, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, and there's a lot of stories. Like, what do, you, what do you do if someone calls in and claims you're doing a thing and then they try to arrest you even though you didn't do anything wrong? It's creepy stuff. Yeah. All right. That's, the, that's why, that's the problem with red flag laws. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Highlander Ultra says, Tim, will you open a coffee shop in South Carolina? Will you off- offer your keto bacon, egg, and cheese recipe breakfast menu item at these coffee bars? Um, I don't know if we're going to do food like that. If you do food, you have to light. do vinegar eggs. <laughs> no, but you know what, what we could do is, here's what I do. I take, you take an egg, you put some almond flour in it, you scramble it up, put it in the microwave, and it fluffs up into a little keto bun. No sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, you cut it, you, put fry, I, you take an egg, you put it in a pan. You mash the yolk up a little bit, slosh it around, fry it, put it, cheese, bacon, almond bun, delicious. But nice. when are you releasing the cookbook, 101 Ways to Make Eggs by Tim Pool? Like that, <laughs> we got you've all got the, the chickens, recipes, you've got the yeah. egg recipes, like we, we, this is the product I need. We did this here. I mean, uh, I should say we, but I can't remember who made it. They cooked a bunch of different egg recipes. There was that one where you like make a meringue or something. You whip the egg whites and then bake it. 
So it's fluffy. It's called like cloudy eggs. And then you put the yolk in the middle and something like that. When you guys went to wow. uh, Nashville last year, we had like a whole day where we made breakfast and Dane made like a huge frittata. Like we, oh, wow. we can do this. Yo, we should be making deviled eggs nonstop. Oh, yeah. Deviled eggs are so good. It's like I can eat two eggs for breakfast or I can eat 50 <laughs> deviled eggs. <laughs> I don't know how that works. So good. But they're just amazing. They're so yeah, good. they are. All right. What do we got? Will Cybernaut says, Kent is right about Seattle creating preppers. I'm so thankful we left. The family that bought the house from us is holding the bag. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Flee in the cities. Sucks. Sad, too, because Seattle, I, I think, was one of the most beautiful cities in the country yeah, it's know, 10, 15 years ago. It's, it's really just pretty. destroyed now. The Pacific Northwest is absolutely it's gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is beautiful. It, is yeah. Seattle like ceded territory? Like, Do you think there's any recovering for it? Yeah, it's way it's way away from where I live, fortunately. Uh, but I feel Portland is right below us, okay. and I think I think both of them are in the same boat that they're going to have to really hit bottom. A lot of the the big businesses that kind of held that place down economically are slowly and quietly leaving, you know. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. when that happens, does it become Detroit and then bounce back up? That's the big question. Interesting. Yeah. All right, Joe Field says I'm not saying Jordan's behavior. Uh, I'm just saying Jordan's behavior seemed like a performance. I believe half of what I see and none of what I hear. Fair point. Sure, Nicholas yeah. Alvarado says, I just want to know how James O'Keefe found Tinder for Hydra. Uh, <laughs> search for it in the App Store. All right, everybody, if you have not already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and become a member at TimCast.com. We're going to have a members-only uncensored show coming up for you in about one hour at TimCast.com, members-only, as I said. You're also supporting our cultural endeavors like the coffee shop and things like that, which are currently underway. We have construction we have to do to build the bar, permitting. We're probably going to go for a liquor license. There's a lot of work. It's all happening. Just takes time. Really excited to get up and ready. And then the coffee sale should be starting up any moment. We're actually in the process of getting it roasted. And actually, I don't think they're roasting it. I think they're printing the bags. I think the roasts are actually made to order, but I'm fairly certain. I think what they do is like we order a certain amount to be sold in a short period of time. And then we have to reorder like a ton that we expect to sell. And then it like doesn't last as long or something like that. I got I to, you know, figure that one out. But I'm pretty sure it's like roasted to order. So uh, thanks for your support. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me at Timcast. Joe, you want to shout anything out? Yeah, please go to JoeKentForCongress.com. Any donation you can make, that's going to take us through to 2024 to take back the district. Right on. I am uh, Phil The Remains. Phil uh, that remains on Twitter. The band is all that remains. We play heavy metal. If you like heavy metal, check us out. I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. You should go to TimCast.com. You should click on the read tab. You should see the work from me and all the other journalists there. You should also follow TimCast News on Twitter. It's the best. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at HannahClaire.B and you can follow me on Twitter at HC Brimlow. Thanks, guys. And I am at Surge.com. Shouts out to the whole TimCast crew. They work really hard doing Cast Castle, like Tim mentioned. Uh, all the other programs in the show, uh, et cetera. It's, it's all a bunch of work, and we're really happy to be doing it. So, yeah, thanks. Right on. We will see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.